run it back. Let's just run that back. Uh, yeah, okay, guys. That, let's do a sound check on that 30-minute. Yeah, that was great. Let's run that yeah. again. Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Special thanks for some of our patrons, Dylan Straub, Adam Duncan, Sergio Garcia, Gregory Cole, Ryan Galloway, and Jason Toro. Now we have pushed the button, Chris, the only button that matters, the most important button. Is it the button that starts the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast? It sure is. Fuck! John, we're back, and, you know, you were telling me before we started that we haven't recorded an episode since August 3rd? That uh, that might be accurate. I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, I'm checking my figures here. <laughs> I, I blame, I, I blame myself. That, uh, that, that time lapse. Yes, it's, you, sound, you sound like somebody doing PR for the Church of Scientology. I plead which, the fifth. I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> One, two, three, four, fifth. But guys, welcome back. We are back. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, on the case, John Schreiner. Say hi to everybody on your birthday weekend. That's right. Pull over. You know, <laughs> pull over. You know why I pulled you over? Why is that, John? For looking sus, Chris. You need to finish your tasks. Oh fuck! <laughs> and uh, that's you know, I'm glad you put it that way, John. You know, um, that's what we're trying to do: finish our tasks. I think um, you know, with Opus Twelve right around the corner. Um, and you know, I've done a you know, I've pulled a a YRP job change here in the last couple weeks. Um, so my stress levels have lowered tremendously. I'm not staring at a computer all day, every day anymore. So now I'm more inclined to want to actually like, do this stuff now. And as, as shitty as that is to say, it, I'm just one of those people, John, I've told you, and I've, I've, told, I've said it till I compute coat hangers. I have a hard time sitting in front of a computer for nine hours a day than coming home and wanting to sit down for more hours. Yeah, um, it's just more work, it feels like. Exactly. And now I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So, and you and I have been talking, and this is a, a promise to everybody. We're going, we're getting back on a normalish recording schedule, and I say normalish because we're going to try to shoot for every two weeks. And the reason I say that is we're still under quarantine, we're still under lockdown, so the news might not come as hot and heavy, or the the things to talk about might not come as hot and heavy. But John, it comes so much slow, time, is, Chris. It comes. They just give you a little nibble at a time. The slow roll. This it's the slow roll. But John, what, what's good is. Since, you know, we've had plenty of time with Opus 11, what we can do, you know, to, you know, fill these gaps is we can kind of go back and revisit things. Top 10 lists, favorite decks, talk about things from yesteryear, you know, have have some nostalgia casts, whatever. You know, we've got a lot that we can do to fill the void because we want people to get excited with Opus 12 coming out in six weeks, eight weeks at this point. Like, not far at all. Yeah. Um uh, we just a we want weeks. to at the end of October's pre-release, right? So like, yeah, four, I want to say four weeks until pre-release. Yeah, so like, we want to get people back to being excited again. Um, and I know I want to be excited again, John. I want to learn to love again. Dude, October is going to be an exciting month, Chris, because it's going to be non-stop spoilers. I'm pretty sure every day in October, somebody or some organization has a spoiler. Yeah, and that's actually started today, John. So let's, you know, with that being said, we're going to start things off like we always do. You know, some things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. John, there's only one place people can go to get all this information, to learn about the hottest spoilers coming off the presses, to learn about events, tournaments, 
what's going on online. John, do you know where that is? Chris, I may be getting older, but I'm not that out of touch. I believe it's the news. Yeah. All right, so first up, you know, it's been a while, but, uh, you know, that doesn't mean John has not been sticking with it. Uh, John, go ahead and grab your grab your papers, hit the podium. It's an election year. Let's go ahead and get the uh, get the Octagon State of the Union going, sir. I'm still eating nachos. Oh, that is the state of the, the state of the union is nachos. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, we have got. Let's see. Let me check my very important documents. Very important, critical paperwork here. Uh, the state mm-hmm. of the Octagon Union, ladies and gentlemen. We have just wrapped up, I believe, our 75th uh, or 76th event. So we're cruising right along our... our uh, 75? Three... That's Hell right. Yeah. Dude, that's a big old anniversary. Another milestone there. Uh, the quarter quell, as it were, uh, is happening. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just cruising right along, Chris. It's wild. I'm having to start thinking about what I want to do at 100, and that's a wild concept for like, Man, the free weekly who are tournament. you talking? I've been thinking about 100 for a long time. I'm going to get to 100 our, our first. Fucking... I'm gonna you beat are. you. You fucking are. And that's um, a guaranteed I, weekly event. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Um, my, my car is broken down on the side of the road, and you're just fucking just cruising. This is a tortoise in the hare situation. Very much so. Um. Yeah. So the Octagon Games uh, guys, we have been getting people. Um. I love when I see new people come in and become regulars for a while. Um. Mm-hmm. It's just people who want to get back into playing the game, Chris. People who are excited. Um. Right now, we just had a big tournament. We just, what, yeah. two weekends ago. So all the prizes just got shipped out yesterday, oh, two awesome. days ago, Friday. Fantastic. Yeah, prizes are all on their way, except for uh, the playmat for our winner. Or not, you know, one of our winners, but our winner of Swiss, at least, which we'll talk uh-huh. about in a second, uh, which you guys have to discuss. He, he has to. Yeah, I, I need yeah. Andy Carmona to get in contact That's with That's right, me. the Purple Baron, step right up. Because right. the Purple Baron sleeved up Mono Lightning and blasted away the boogeymen of today's day and age with indeed, a 5-0 course, Swiss run. Indeed, and of course the event we're talking about here is the, the long-awaited and long-anticipated Soldier Series number 8 event. Yes. Um, you know, we kind of had to pivot. Um, things kind of got wacky there. Um, you know, we wanted to have it for a while. Um, I got lazy. Things, things just happened, obviously, with Adam, you know, leaving the podcast. Um, locals kind of shifting because it really like locals kind of devolved, especially with with Johnny having to work his schedule. He did like locals kind of just became, and events just kind of became like me, Curtis, Colin, and Ron, with maybe a few guest spots every here every once in a while. We got some new players in, um, but there was just a lot going on, and it was hard to create the eighth event because we wanted to have we wanted to have people come out. We wanted to make it a big deal, but you know there was just a lot of uncertainty, so it just kind of got put on the back burner. But now we 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 wanted something. Like there's this, we we were in too much of a lull after the win a box, after the you know the community cup. Now was the time to strike. Um, and what was so great about this event? You know, we only, we got 18 people, which is actually good a good turnout for these mm-hmm. type of events because um, it's essentially just like a local. It's essentially a local win a box style tournament, just a little bit of extra. Um, but what was so great about this one is Greg Cole. God damn it, bless his heart. You know, he put a little thing where pretty much anybody who participated 
got their choice of one of the boss fight decks, which we'll talk about later, and the new dual starter set, which we'll also talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there, and yeah, it was a five dollar entry. Greg and the Light, man. Yo, big time, man. Fucking big time. And you know what's so great about that is like that, like that was such a great incentive to get people to play. Now, granted, you know, as we were going through, you know, there's a lot of people that had stuff going on. Turns out it was it, it was just a bad weekend for a lot of people. Yeah, like Nick Chanel was at a wedding. People had you know previous engagements. Like we we did kind of like announce this. I don't want to say late. We gave them like a week. We had two weeks or so, but we just wanted to get an Opus Eleven event in there, man. People just keep asking for us to do stuff. We get it. We understand. Yeah. I want to play and stuff too, man. So we yeah, I do too. I want to do a big event for uh, Opus Twelve release. So we wanted to as mm-hmm. I open. Sorry, this cast brought to you by uh, Mountain Dew Frostbite and Nachos. And nachos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, but I don't have a nacho to eat, so here, I can slurp for you guys. Mm, please do. My wife made <sighs> these, they're fucking delicious. Delicious. My, uh, my wife did not make this Mountain Dew, but if, uh, oh, if any God. woman could create such a brew from scratch, I would marry her. In a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we had this event, uh, just because we wanted to have something, Chris, goddammit, there's nothing being held mm-hmm. for you, the people. What are the people supposed to play in, Chris? What am I supposed to watch? What are we supposed to cast? So it was um, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people come out. We had a great day watching, casting, um, seeing some awesome stuff like Andy, just the Purple Baron absolutely blasting his opponents out of the sky. Um, it was a really good time. I think a lot of people had a great time. We sent out all kinds of prizes. We had a top four split between uh, mm-hmm. Colin Rupert, Andy Carmona, Sam Prime, and... And Sydney. Uh, and Ugh. Sydney, yeah. And Sydney... Sydney, is, uh, uh, as he said. <laughs> Sydney's the one who took the invite for the Soldier Series finals. Yep, because Top Four decided they wanted to split, yes. which was um, Andy wanted the playmat. Yes. Uh, Sydney really wanted the invite, which is, you know, because Sydney's actually a local guy. He's from Northern Virginia. Yeah. So. And then Sam took, like, some extra sleeves and stuff, and then Colin got some yeah. extra promos. But all these guys got packs and some awesome stickers. I think it wound up being, like, mm-hmm. half a box for each of them. So it was really cool stuff. And that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's $5 well spent. Absolutely, man, and that's uh, that's exactly. We're gonna do something big for the Opus Twelve release. I think people mm-hmm. are gonna be excited. That was one of the coolest things about the Community Cup, Chris, mm-hmm. was all of the awesome Opus Eleven decks. We had no idea what to expect, and people were just showing uh-huh. up with all kinds of stuff. So I'm really excited to capture that moment again with uh, with a big release tournament for Opus Twelve. Yeah, and, I, and we're definitely gonna do it, especially since you know after the Community Cup, as everybody recalls, we did we took the time to work out the kinks for the reason that it mm-hmm. failed the first time. And we haven't had any big issues like that since. Yeah. We're so, pretty certain this, uh, this will run very yeah, well. Locked, locked and loaded on this <laughs> one for sure. Yeah. Um, now, as far as um, I got my notes here, I actually forgot. I had something um, that, that okay. I was going to, that I was going to mention um, in relation to online events, but I, uh, I lost cup. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Shit. Thank you, John. Because Man, uh, why would I think about that? Hmm. Well, because you played in it, and the videos are now starting to trickle out. Um, you know, the first two I believe are uploaded now, and the first match that was uploaded was you versus Chris Matiski, that uh, Adam Duncan and I actually got to do commentary on. Um, 
you know, I don't know if you've had a chance to go back and listen to it, John. I have not uh, yet, you know, but I really want to. But, you know, birthday weekend and such. Oh, of course, of course. And, uh, you know, there was nothing biased about it. You know, we mentioned you were our teammate. and We talked about both decks. Uh, it was actually, believe it or not, John, is, you know, you say, I mean, Matiski was off to the races, but it was it was actually a decent enough match. It showcased <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do anything bullshit. about that cloud, dude. Bullshit. I couldn't do anything about cloud. Yeah. Like, like, basically, I remember discarding something that would have been a cloud answer before I knew what was going on. And then Cloud comes I'll down, and I'm just like, Cloud comes down, and I just go, well, there's about five cards I better see in the next two turns. And, uh, well, no. Dude, I'm laughing. I don't know if, how much of the player audio you guys had. I'm laughing my ass off as, like, he's, like, <laughs> popping the stuff There were a lot of hand things. gyrations, yeah. so I could I assume there was some heavy chuckling going on. We were on. having a blast, dude, because the funny thing it is I said like to it. him, I have two decks here, and I almost played one of them, but I haven't tested it enough, and it's a little bit wonky, but I think it's really cool, so I want to talk to you about it later, uh-huh. but I'm going to play this instead. And then once we picked the decks and shuffling it up, I was like, yeah, the other, uh, Ice Earth, I, you know, but I was feeling a little... And then he flips over it. Literally, dude, it was my version of something very... It was like my Earth, Ice, Final Fantasy VII, That's Earthing awesome. Pod, Cloud deck. It's the thing I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I should play this against him. He's probably going to Marsh Ritz me, right? It's like, it's Matiski in the constructed oh. portion of this tournament. He's going to play his right? fucking yeah. bread and butter. And then he's just like, no, I, he wanted to let his opponent or his teammate play that. Which I believe was Sasha Stark, yes, right? Yes, yes. So yep. he just and played... And your partner was Nic- uh, Nicholas Larray, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Nick wanted to play Wind. Mm-hmm. I can shed light on this now. I can talk about this, right? Because these both yeah, of these please. matches have aired. So, yes. Uh, so we had to include Pandemonium in mm-hmm. uh, one of our decks. And Nick mm-hmm. wanted to play Wind. And he said that uh, he wasn't super comfortable with uh, Fire Wind. Uh-huh. Uh, so he didn't end up using Marsh Ritz, so he played like a mono wind deck with uh, Pandemonium. And then, and of course, Nicholas Larray, uh coming off of a world season. Yeah, one of the world's so, players from uh, France. I, I want to say he finished top four in worlds as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, dude, he, uh, uh, I said to him, I was like, you're the guy who is uh, cosplaying as Ignis and just like <laughs> being super nice to everybody yeah. in worlds, right? Like, these are the things I know you for, being super nice and cosplaying as Ignis. <laughs> So yeah. it was nice getting to know him a little bit better and talk to each other um, about, like, strategy and stuff like that. I felt bad for him because they didn't tell us what the formats were beforehand, mm-hmm. and I am very disengaged when it comes to Funzies formats. So I was, like, not as interested in talking too much about, like, I don't know, I just don't have a lot of, like, I don't really want to go out there and test a ton of L3 or Singleton format. You know, like it's just I don't know. I don't. Know. We've talked. Yeah, well, we've talked enough about that. I don't want to. You know. Well, yeah, and, and because I'm, I got you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one more strike at this dead horse. I mean, no, these are pretty much side event formats. I mean, one of them is I don't not like, even a real format, like right. And I don't I don't want to practice side event formats. I'd rather be like practicing the main tournament format because when I go to a tournament, my goal is not to be playing side events as fun as they are. My goal is not to be playing those. Right. So uh, I wasn't able to use wind. So then I, I was like, oh, okay, fire ice is the thing I've been, you know, messing with here. Um, and I I would have maybe played something different now, a little bit later into, because remember, these were sure. a couple months ago. Yeah, this, this is a, it's actually been a while. Uh, at the time, I had really only been exploring, like, uh, wind, lightning, and earth wind, like, a lot. And so I was like, oh, well, they're <laughs> I can't do the wind stuff. So Fire Ice yeah. was like the kind of the fallback. Because, uh, you know, you can't be an RVA returner without having some version of Fire Ice on hand. It's true. It, it, it's actually um, like in the, 
in the contract. But Matiski is, you know, uh, he's a, he's an excellent player. He played a really cool deck, and he he certainly got me. Um, yeah. But it was a lot of fun to get to play against him, and that was one of the coolest things about this tournament was mm-hmm. the opportunity to play against like Matiski and Kurosawa. It's an opportunity I don't normally get. You know, that's that's oh, reserved for Worlds players. So yeah, that was really no, neat. I, absolutely. Um, which is one of the perks of you know kind of being in the situation that we're in mm-hmm. pandemic wise. You you know without having this access to these camera games or online, you probably wouldn't be playing against these guys unless you're going to Worlds. Um, so that's really, really cool, like you said, to have that opportunity. Because um, I didn't get a chance to really play against those guys when I got to go to Worlds with Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they were they were busy winning. Yeah, dude, I always joke that so. it's, like, uh, it's like when dogs meet each other and they have to, like, sniff each other's butts. And then it's like, all right, now we're cool. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, I have to play a game against you, like a Final Fantasy game. It's like, all right, now we're good. We're good. I just have to, you know, I need to know you. I need to size you up. Exactly. I need to sniff the equivalent of your butt. Yes, I need to sniff your tuchus. <laughs> AKA play you in a game of Final Fantasy trading card game. Exactly. It's just, I mean, like, it, it it's good. just like sniffing someone's butt. I mean, it's that's what I call it. Yeah. I, that's, that sounds like a great name for the episode. It's just like sniffing someone's butt. I don't know. It's just, I, it's just I, like it. Let's let's workshop that one for well, the, for the know, next well, 40 I'm, minutes. I'm, I'm bold enough to call it that, and just you know, I stand. I, I go with my gut every time. But you know, maybe, maybe something better will Normally come along. Normally, I, I blind agree, though. I, I'm not feeling <laughs> this one. I might have Look. to use the rare veto power. Oh the- man, <laughs> you know, we'll, 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 we'll parking lot that, and yeah, we'll come we'll, back to it. Let's take a pin and just stick it right in, like boop, stick it right in that, and boop. put it up on the board for later. Absolutely. Um, but other notable online events going on, um, the Cure series uh, they're in uh, that uh, David Nunez, White Mage, is doing. Yeah. Um, they just had, I don't know if they've done the finals yet, but they just had their top four. Uh, Dylan Stravi, fan, uh, friend of the cast, was uh, streaming his top eight match, um, and then he streamed the top four match against uh, a gentleman named Paul and Sam Prime. And uh, Paul was the one who beat Dylan to go to top four to play against uh, Sam Prime. Sam played um, a lot of these games in quarantine, man. That's how you stay good. Yeah, um, apparently he hasn't uh, lost a game yet in both Cure series. There you He's go, gone hey. undefeated both times. So that's, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, you're defending national champion, staying sharp. So if you want to, it's one of those things you, you want, you want the throne. You got to stay sharp. You know, if you want to be the next national champion, he's out there. The he, last style bender, just, yeah, no. <laughs> just keeping, keeping the crown. Who's going to come take the title. That's what I'm saying, man. There's a, there's a, a famous phrase by the nature boy, Ric Flair to be the man. You got to beat the man. Um, and he is staying, he's keeping Woo! his, uh, his skills sharp. So, you know, I advise, uh, <laughs> I advise everybody to do the same and either play in our weeklies, uh, play in these cure series events. If there's online events that you can play in and you have the time and the capacity to do them, I highly recommend it, especially with, um, there's, so there's some actual live events. Uh, I know there's well, that, 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 that are happening. Well, it turns out there might be some shit you need to be getting ready for. Um, and by this, I mean, there, we know there have been people actually going to stores and playing locals throughout the country, throughout the world. You know, whatever your mm-hmm. situation is, the situation is kind of different everywhere. My actual For, local to is an open extent. next week. 
So yeah, see, and that, that that's a different. That's that's a, uh, an important. We're gonna have because uh, barriers. We have physical no barriers between the table spaces and stuff like. Yeah, that. that's yeah. that's. It's funny you say that because there are people that are doing that. I've seen the physical barriers. I'm a big wrestling guy, so I've been watching the Japanese G1 Climax tournament, which is probably oh, yeah. one of the best things you could watch. And the announcers have these plastic barriers like like you know like prisoners make phone calls <laughs> they have they have that shit between them if that's how if that's what we have to do if this is like some korean starcraft pro shit like lock me in a booth and have like oh, like totally Yu-Gi-Oh style like holographically project my cards to my opponent oh my like, god I, I like that's, if that's what we have to do man I'll, whatever the entry fee it. is i'm in all for it um but the two um noteworthy events that are happening obviously reunion three Mm-hmm. Reunion 3 has been talked about for a few months now, or maybe a month now at this point. Um, I don't think it was mentioned. Oh, no, it was last time we cast. It had been mentioned because um, I know we talked about the playmats. Right. Um, but pardon me. I'm still eating nachos and they're it's fucking okay. delicious. I mean, I bet. Um, I bet. So Reunion 3, the, the date has been confirmed. It is happening the weekend of January 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've, they've committed to it. Um, it's going to be taking place um, at the Legendary Wolves Games uh, site in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, those guys run a great operation. If you watch any of Miles uh, Tyler's, any any of his uh, his um, live streams, anything, they take, you know, this is their livelihood, running events, having people in their shop. That's, that's his livelihood. That is how not only he survives, but the people he employs. That is how they survive. So they have been, if you listen to him talk, they the diligence that they have had with keeping people safe, keeping the people in the store, making sure that they are following every precaution to the to the T, they have been doing it. Um, and I know, you know, a while back they had an issue where someone came in knowingly had COVID. They had to like they had to like, you know, pump the brakes, shut down the studio until somebody got them a sugar cookie from Queens. You know, they they had to they had to so if you plan on going, just know that I know it can be scary. Just know that, you know, once you're there, I, I know. And this I'm going to talk about this for a second because I don't know if I'm going to be able to go because I don't feel safe getting to the airport. You know, I, having to navigate this journey to get where I know I'm safe. It's like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, you know. Go, play, you're, you're playing Mario Brothers, you're in the castle, you got the flame thing spinning in circles, and you get to the bridge and Bowser isn't there. Instead, you're greeted by Miles Tyler. You know, that that's a great way to get, but you have to get through that castle to get there. Um, so, like, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a tough decision for me to make, but I don't think I'll be able to go. That might change. That might change. So I'm not saying I'm not going. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I know I'm not going. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, things are getting better in some places, but in some places, they're not. And yes. unfortunately, right now... And Virginia is one of those ones that's... Because I'd most likely have to fly out of Dulles, and I'd have to go to Northern Virginia, which is still just yeah. a dumpster fire. Right now, Nebraska and Virginia, for me, are both on the no-no list. Um, at yeah, least so for, you, you can't know, Literally go. for New Jersey. Yeah, like, I can't. So the way things are right now... Uh, and with my job, I would not be able to travel to Nebraska as long as Nebraska is still handling things uh, the way they are, which is to say not super well. But that's not – again, that's not LWG, but they can't control that stuff either. You know? Yeah, that, that's things, beyond I, their – I believe that things within their control are going well, to be handled Miles Tyler well. runs for office, which I would vote for him. I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. Yeah, but as just like – and again, that's it's just brass tacks. I could not yeah. go because of – these numbers, right? Numbers need to yeah. be different. 
Um, yeah. That being said, with you know, people are saying the same stuff about uh, there's this uh-huh. event happening near me, and while I am skeptical, um, we are doing much better. And this store has been running stuff for a very long time at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, since we've hit the the phase where they were allowed to, mm-hmm. with you know, with all the guidelines, with reduced capacity, and they have outdoor area and stuff like that, um, and they have not had any issues so far. You know, knock on wood and all that stuff. But um, again, but yeah. it's, it's it's there's always there's always a risk. I can't tell anybody it's safe to travel to any of these things. You know, you might be fine, you might not. It's really up to you. Just be smart. Yeah. Just be smart is all I can say. Yeah, and, you know, weigh your and, risks and just know that you know when you. Exactly. That's that's the best advice I can give. But also know that when you get to your destination, you've got people that are looking out for your safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just do your best to look out for your safety and the safety of others. And if that means yes. that if you can do that successfully and travel out there, then go ahead. If you feel like yeah, you can't absolutely. successfully look out for your own safety or the safety of others, then you know, just do the smart thing. That's yeah, all. Park it. Just stay home and park it. There's nothing wrong um, with you know doing the smart thing as much as and everybody I, and wants I to. And I genuinely, do. genuinely hope if I can't go, I hope it's an amazing event. Dude, I really I told truly them, do. Like it, it literally work is the, the reason I can't. I will support as best as I can from here. You know whatever Absolutely. I can do. I will be a yeah, stream monster. Go. I'll pay for. I'll buy like the the at home kit. You can send uh-huh. me like a like a sticker and a little pom pom, and I'll have it. I'll wave it around while I'm watching on stream. You know, and do whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll do whatever I can because, man, these are some great people. I want them to have a killer event, and people are going to have such a good time. I'm going to have serious FOMO yeah, not and, going, and, but, and, you know. And it's and what hurts me, too, John, is, like, it's it's Reunion. Reunion 2 was the last actual paper event I got to play in, Yeah, and I had a good day of cards. I wanted to keep that momentum going, and Reunion is always a good event because not only is it at Legendary Wolves, it's still being hosted by Cards of Evil East, so Lockwood and the gang – you know, it's you know they're gonna put together that same event that we've known for the last two years. What a good event too! I mean, I both, yes. both reunion events were incredible. Yes, absolutely. And you know, hashtag cat mom. You know, the, hanging out afterwards <laughs> was just as great. It so, kills me to think about missing this one, but oh, the way things are right now. Telling? But that's it's four tough. months from now, Chris. You know, who things knows? may change. Who but knows? there's no. I agree. I agree. But. John, thankfully, there's something happening next month, semi-local. Um, mm-hmm. There's a store in New Jersey. Um, I I found out about it from Nick Chanel. Yeah. There, there is a store in New Jersey having a 1K. Yes, this is Computer and Gaming Universe. They have been having uh, Final Fantasy Locals for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. They just started back up FF stuff. But uh-huh. they've been doing events for, I want to say, maybe two months. That's the store I was just talking about earlier. They have the uh-huh. outdoor space as well as the indoor space, like an outdoor uh-huh. patio area. Um, they just ran a 1K for Pokemon yesterday, uh-huh. and they had 27 players. So if that gives yeah, people awesome. an idea of like the number, you know, you're probably looking at like a 25-ish people, um, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. Like they are running it within guidelines, right? Uh-huh. I will say. The store space inside, uh-huh. as I know it, is cramped, and I don't know how they could possibly not have it be cramped. But I have seen pictures of the patio area outside, and that I believe is, you know, so you know, I, again, they've That's been the running stuff. They've been running stuff, so they're comfortable. Clearly, it seems like most of the people who attended 
Uh, yesterday oh. were comfortable. I'm going to kind of feel that out a little more, see if I can talk to a few other people who went to the Pokemon that, event. That's where I'm at, because I know I've talked to Curtis. Curtis would actually like to go to this, too, and I wouldn't mind. Like, that's something I wouldn't mind testing the waters mm-hmm. on, but I want to know more. Because right now, you know, me, I told you earlier that I've, I've switched jobs, and my job is actually being out and about. I, I do uh, I do draft beer uh, lines at bars. So I'm always, now granted, you know, I'm usually there when the restaurants and bars are not open yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still interacting with people constantly. I'm out in the public. I'm out around people constantly. Um, and I still feel fine. I actually am really glad to be able to kind of have a little bit of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's why I immediately asked you, John, I was like, John, do you think somebody in my position, do you think this it's safe for me to go do this? And, you know, well, for I agree worth, with you. I do want to feel it out a little bit more. There there are some things, I mean, we don't have to talk too much about this on the cast. I mean, there are some things where it's like, hey, technically, like our state has an ordinance in place right now where like anybody coming from, again, any of the states on that list must quarantine uh-huh. themselves for 14 days. So like, like technically, if you were to come into the state, you should not be, you know what I mean? Like kind of thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And right? that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And it's like, hey, uh, I mean, technically, like if you guys came up and stay with me, and I go to work, and I still get to answer all my questions the right way. Like, I didn't travel outside the state. I didn't go into any groups larger than 50 people. I blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, these people who did were, you know, I don't know. And so, it's again, it's great. It's all gray area. 2020 is all gray area. So, it's just, you have to kind of, it's not an easy yes or no. Like we said, we have to feel it out a bit more, see what's going on. Um, like you said that you've just started to kind of interact with people. And to me, that's interesting. You know, I, I don't have that perspective. Other people have of like not having seen anybody for so long because I've still just been doing work where I've been at the very least seeing all of my coworkers and patients. Right. And we are just been, you know, heavy precautions, but you know, I screen yeah. visitors. Uh, so I see strangers. I see crowds of strangers, you know, like one at a time, six feet apart, but still I see a lot of people Monday through Friday and I've, you know, felt safe this whole time because of the precautions we take and, and things like that. And, and, you know, we have, again, knock on wood, thankfully, uh, we have been very safe at my workplace and haven't had anything, you know, spreading. So, um, I believe that, yes, you know, we can get together safely, but that's really up to the space to make sure that it's done safely. And I'm personally 50, 50 on whether or not I think that space can hold, an event safely. I don't know what the cap is. I want to know what the registration stuff is. Again, I'm going to read more into it. We'll we'll be in touch. Since exactly. we are doing this every two weeks, we we can probably give an update before it happens. Right? It's at the end of October, towards yeah. the end. Uh, yeah, I want to say it's like the middle, like third week of October, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So by the time we record again, we'll know. You know. But yeah, and, trust and me, I want maybe, to go. <laughs> I want to play. Yeah. No, I do too. I do too. I want to play really badly, and you know, I and. The reason I'm looking at this one to test the waters, like I, this is a driving. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, six, seven hour, eight hour drive. It's a, it's a, it's a hike. It's but it's also the boys, you know. It's the but boys. it's also the boys. And by being in my car and driving, I have full capacity of my safety, my sanitation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not getting on an airplane that someone else's swamp ass is set in. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what their precautions are. By driving, I know what mine are, and I know what i can distance i know what i can do yeah and, and as it's far as like your accommodations yeah like like you yeah. stay here with me somebody who again I've, i'm tested really regularly like like if i was yeah. in trouble there'd be a lot more other people in trouble <laughs> so you know we're already yeah. good here but i mean yeah it's it's tricky 
But uh, yeah. yeah, you are way more in control. You get to drive yourself. Your bubble of uh -huh. people is only the people you choose to interact with up until the very moment yeah. of the tournament. So yep. And then the big thing too is you know there there is the Taylor Ham factor that the that, Taylor that Ham gets factor. Yeah, THF. Yeah. <laughs> the THF. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. uh, that's a big. Uh, that is a big. Um, you know, the Ham course. score. Yeah. The, the Ham score is very important on this test. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to get get a big old cooler, bring it up with you. Yes. And just fill her up. Yeah. Like, go to Walmart. <laughs> and you, you, they just have, you know, like the end cap coolers. One of the end cap coolers will just be Taylor Ham. Jesus you Christ. Open that what bitch a, up and just get some logs. So glorious. So glorious. God damn it. <laughs> that's so glorious. But we'll see how it all goes. There's still, you know, there's still a lot of time. You know, we don't know what, you know, every day is still a lot of question marks. So we'll mm -hmm. see how it ends up. But, uh, but they are happening. Know, I, I, that's the thing, Chris. Whether or not you yeah. or I might be there or other people might be comfortable, people will be there. People will be in person playing tournaments. They're happening. And that's exciting. That's, and that's exciting cool. that things are starting to get back to exactly. the sense of normalcy. That's that next step that I want to see happening. You know. Yes. But just rest assured, whether I go or not, I'm gonna be wearing my mask. I'm gonna have my sanitizer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, fucking. I'm gonna be the safest human being you could possibly be around. Mm -hmm. Like Danny DeVito coming out of the couch. I just want to be pure. <laughs> I just want to be pure. Sl slothing across the floor. <laughs> just yeah, covered head to toe in your sanitizer. That's right. That that's the way to be. But John, mm -hmm. you know the last the last bit of news here. Let's go ahead and talk. It's been you know there's been a lot of uh, a lot of new Opus Twelve cards to 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 fucking gush over. Well, not uh, just spoilers though. I think before before spoilers proper, there's uh -huh. the two new products right that we should really yes, well, three new products. Three new actually. products. That's that's more of a news piece, and then we can spoil it up. You know. Yes. Yeah. So. The first thing that was spoiled, and I want to say this was spoiled after we've had the after we had the last cast, was the the, the announcement of a new two player starter set. Um, it's a new Final Fantasy fourteen themed uh, starter set, and I don't remember what the colors are. Is one like ice lightning, or is I, so one fire ice? I believe all we've seen so far is that the one is uh, it's fire lightning for the good guys because I uh -huh. think Thancred had a he's a lightning card, right? Yeah, so it's fire lightning for the good guys, and the bad guys are ice, and I don't know. But I do know that both halves have uh, light cards. Mm -hmm. There are no dark cards in this two-player starter. Both halves have light cards. Maybe finally a light card that's worth it. <laughs> I don't, You know, dark has yeah. had the uh, the major, the lion's share of the market here for a long time. So Indeed, and if, if it's like any other starter set that's been put out, we may see some awesome reprints in this. Um, we all we know this, there's at least one or two starter cards every time mm -hmm. that's super insanely good and playable, like legend quality playable. And there will be this will be just a dump of scions. I mean, there's going to be 14 yeah. cards in the set and 14 mm -hmm. cards in the starter. So there's going to be a lot of scion support and maybe some weirder colors as we see water get involved with one of the spoilers we'll yeah. talk about later. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and then the next one they showed was. Um, I'm actually a big, big fan of this product. Um, I wish it was done a little bit differently, but I, I'm just I'm splitting hairs at this point. The next thing that was revealed, John, was this awesome. You know, boss fight is something that we've started seeing pop up at major events. Um, you'll have people from Hobby Japan there. You'll have people even from 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 Square Enix, from the you know from the community team that play this kind of three v one format. It was one of the reasons um, I wanted to go to Fanfare so bad was because I missed mm -hmm. it the first time and I just wanted to play boss fight. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it looks really neat because the difference in boss fight is they have regular cards that have different abilities. Like, for example, I know um, in some of the boss fight matches you would see, like, Nidhogg is an EX burst, something stupid like that. Um, but they've actually released a boss deck, like a boss fight deck. So you can have this awesome boss fight, um, and then people can play their decks against it. Now, the it's reason... 3v1 multiplayer for Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that means this deck has to have some really goofy shit in it. Um, now... Before we get to actually you know, what's in the product, um, the reason I said at the start of this was that like I'm a little bummed how it is. I really wanted this to be like the uh, the Magic Arch Enemy product, which is a super similar concept. It's one boss deck versus three other decks. I would have liked to have seen this be, you know, you have the boss deck and then just three pre-cons. You know? mm. They don't need to light the world on fire. They don't need to be anything crazy. Um, but take some of these reprints, maybe disperse them. I mean, it, it's a little bit but more just something thought. out of the box, yeah. Because it's yeah, like, otherwise play right out of the box. Uh, you're expecting these people to have a Final Fantasy deck, and it's a really casual product. So it should mm -hmm. be something like you said. It's like, oh, I buy this, and I have four friends, and we open this yes. box and we play. And yes, it's like, oh, the I have Arch to get Enemy this product. Three starter decks, and the starter decks are going to get blasted by those yes. boss fight cards. They're going to get ass blasted. <laughs> um, and that's why, like, and the like the the magic the arch enemy but i have the nicobolas one so it's super thematic you have three planeswalker decks against nicobolas which for you know for the lore is you know awesome but i haven't touched like that product is as it is in the box i treat it more like a board game than i do magic um and that's how i look at something like this um, right and i would have liked to have seen or maybe they'll release some additional products like here's a three deck pack to play against the boss you know something now like that something smart. like that yeah, I think that'd be sick. Um, the Heroes the point is, kit. Yes, yeah, the, the, yeah the, the, exactly. The, the Heroes kit. series, it's like Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, then 4, 5, 6, that'd be and 7, 8, 9. That'd be so fucking sick. And in that kit, they can have like a new boss card to be like the focal point of the boss deck. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So like there's some neat shit they can do, and I'm really glad that they're finally putting out products like this. Big, big fucking you know, tip of the hat to, to you know, to... You know, Square Enix Hobby Japan for for doing this. It's really really cool, and I, I actually can't wait to get mine because there's some stupid fucking reprints in here, John. You're getting three Sephiroths. Oh the, hell yeah! That alone, oh, like, I don't need. I don't. Yeah, and full art. I don't. One of them's full art. I don't need to say anything else. That's worth it. That is worth it. Now that you're getting another Diabolos out of here, I'm trying to think of what other uh, awesome reprints are in here. Uh, the ones that caught my eye were Diabolos, Sephiroth. Um, well, the three reprints uh, are Sephiroth, Vayne, and Kuja, I believe. Yeah. They're all ice cards, yeah. Yes. And yep. then the Diabolos, is, that's a boss fight Diabolos you're looking at with that gold-ass border on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be the Kuja that is uh, EX Burst, Dull and Freeze, comes back from the discard. I want to say yep. Opus 6? 5 six or 6? 7. Yeah. Then there's the Opus 2 Vayne, the, mm -hmm. the all-star, the big boy mm -hmm. tapper himself. Mm -hmm. And then Sephiroth, yeah, very expensive legend. So it's nice to get a playset in the hands of the people. You get a playset for the cost of the boss fight box, which is probably twenty bucks, twenty four bucks. Mm -hmm. Completely worth it. Very One cool product. Right Very cool product. Yes, and um, you know they, they, the hits keep on coming, John. Because after that product, which I really am excited about, they revealed at a TGS, which is going on right now, um, the the three deck box, uh, a, a longer deck box that you can mm -hmm. fit three decks. And we've seen one of these before. Uh, the world's uh, team got one 
Um, it's a, it was the one the world's team got or the world's players got were black. It had like it was like more cloud themed. Yeah, it had the this cloud one... strife like logo is like Fenrir bike logo yep. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yep, where this one is fucking fire engine ass red with the Vincent logo on it, and mm. you get three sick ass Vincent promos. Vincent get... Valentine lovers, this is for yes. you. Please Greg call. Cole, listen up. Yeah, that's right. We're waiting for your call because um, you get a full art of the um, death penalty Vincent, which is a beautiful art. Um, you get the old like promo Vincent from like opus one pre opus one before they had promos as all art yeah what are the three original promos yep and then you get one of a full art of the vincent from the last two player starter set the the fucking one that you can just break shit when you attack and you can keep stacking to it yeah the starter card yeah the starter vincent the one from the last two player set yeah that's that alone is an like that, the, the three promos alone make it worth it. Um, it's a really nice, yeah. like magnetic leather style triple deck box, so it feels like mm-hmm. the pre-release deck boxes that you, everyone's familiar with. Yep, it's yep. a little so, bit thinner uh, than that, though. Yep, and I think that's a neat product, especially you know. Now it's maybe not so much for me because you know I very rarely travel with more than one deck, but you know for people as Adam Duncan put it, for my walking around decks, that's a great product for that. If yeah, you're, I, you're back, I pre-ordered if you're it already. Up, I knew you would. Yeah, I want. Yeah. I want a quadruple deck box. I want. Oh, I want man. like. I want it to be ten decks long, and I like oh, open man. the thing. It still have the same magnetic flap. <laughs> it's like pulling out a cartoonishly long sub. Yeah. from your backpack. Exactly. I will wear it like a backpack, dude. Beautiful. But yeah, I uh, I pre-ordered it. It's sexy looking. I need. I want those promos. Vincent Valentine's yeah, the, I think cool. The promos alone are worth it. Yeah, uh, it's gonna just be a neat product. I'm all, nope. I'm on board. I'm on board. Choo and it choo. Opens, toot toot, and it opens the door for more of these products, more character theme products. Dude, punch my like, ticket, dude. Rip ass in the train car. I'm here. I am. I'm, I'm on my way. That's why you have to come. It's in Newark, though. Damn it, we'll have to. We'll take a train to Newark Penn Station, dude. Is that not, dude, is if they're not trolling you enough, okay, with New York and Newark across literally the river, like you can, They like, want me to be there. They have, like it wants me to they be have there. New York Penn Station, right? And then there's also uh-huh. Newark Penn Station. It's a separate, oh, yeah. separate Penn Station, just to help confuse just a little more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's there. It's there for that purpose. <laughs> but so, yeah, we'll, we'll still, all uh, the more reasons. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll just stop by the train station and see if uh, Eduardo's or oh, Eric. Eric? I, I can't. You know that cop is still looking for that guy. <laughs> He's still, still there asking for... questions. That's right. Excuse me, ma'am. Is your name Eric and or Eduardo? <laughs> just everybody that comes to him. He hasn't seen his family. His wife's left him. Honey, I'm taking the kids <laughs> the to your mother. The chief was like, "Don't you dare show your face around here again until you come back with Eric, Eduardo, right. or Diaz, or Reyes, or whatever the fuck we named the guy." Exactly. And I love how he went to Steven, and Steven was like, no. No. Still no. Yeah. No, bro. It was Dude, great. Yeah, cold. 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 <laughs> Fucking icy Arctic. Ice cold. Emperor, really. Emperor Penguin. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, that's yeah. exactly it. That's the draw, right? Is come have a good time. But yeah, these are going to be exactly. some nice products. I'm excited for them. I'm a sucker, so I'm buying all three. You should yep, be a sucker, too. I can't too. wait to see... 
uh, you know, be a sucker just like the rest of us. And that, again, it just opens the gate for more. For imagine like a fucking purple lightning deck box or a pink one or ah! know, a fucking, uh, yeah. ah! <laughs> I can't, dude, I, you know, shit like that. The Tifa, um, the Tifa deck box, it comes with a body pillow. Dude, that'd be the best. Perfect. It comes with the, like the mouse pad that has like the wrist rest. But it's just oh, Tifa. man. <laughs> oh, my God. FF7 Remake Tifa Mouse Pad exclusive. That's right. Hook me up. Dude, there's so much so much to unpack there. Give, but, me, uh, give me the mouse pad. Square. Yes. Give me, just give me the mouse pad. You know I want it, and you know we all want it. You know why we all want it. But, uh, but so, those, like, those are some great products, but we've also seen some really great Opus 12 spoilers. Um, before we get into the ones, um, you know, we left off, last one we mentioned was Leon, which was a Fire Ice uh, dual card. Uh, before we get into, so we're going to start with Regis, but before we do that, we have seen now a picture of all three of the Legacy cards in this set, and we've seen, or we've heard of what the Legacy cards are going to be in Opus 13. No, um, <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but in this set, it's a uh, it's Ford Minwoo. It's uh, which obviously the it's a weird one to consider a legacy card. It's definitely a swing and a miss. But Opus One Shantoto full art and I know Opus like four lock all art. two people who are excited about that Minwoo. Yes, yes, I do too. Um, but it's weird, right? Um. I don't want to go too deep into these legacy cards because um, the ones coming in the next set actually feel more like quote unquote legacy cards. Um, you know, when you're looking at legacy cards, you're looking at cards that maybe have like defined the game at some point. Um, Shantoto is a very excellent choice. So is Locke. You know, Locke still continues to define <clears throat> or still be a major part of every meta since his inception it's that and also those cards still those cards are old cards that still hold value like you buy yes. a box of opus one or four <clears throat> still looking to chase one of those cards minwoo yeah, isn't get... any of those things no no minwoo there's <clears throat> nothing legacy about minwoo the art is beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful card but that's it but there's a lot of beautiful cards that i don't consider legacy cards or even playable mm -hmm. um now um and then in Opus 13, I'm trying to remember what it is. They mentioned VV, the the 3CP VV, um, which great legacy card. Absolutely great legacy card. Um, and I don't remember what the other two are, John. They actually escaped me. They are Fina. Yeah. Well, and great Fusoia. fucking choice. Gr both excellent fucking choices, which, believe it or not, yes, they're newer cards, which makes them kind of iffy choices because they're newer but they're still both very high demand, very popular, very meta defining cards. Chris, Opus Eight okay. feels newer, but that's it's over a year old. It's, yeah, no, it's absolutely. Actually, it's actually uh, old news, which is so weird to think of. Absolutely, and I remember I remember letting Andy spoil uh, Fusoya at the Richmond Crystal Cup. Yeah, dude. Who, who would have thought that that card would have gone on to be a, a literal meta defining card? We Intel, were like, this like, card is nuts. We knew. <laughs> oh, yeah, we fucking knew. But and yeah. I think it's still nuts. So these are all excellent choices. BV kind of sucks because he's like, he's like the cool kid's little brother that just that his mom forced him to come with him to the party. Why but, again, dude? I mean, like, I get it. It was It's a gorgeous-looking card. It's all mm -hmm. on a play. No one is buying this card anymore because it's no. not playable anymore. Oh, and, and it's, it's been reprinted and once already. it's been reprinted, man. 
Like, come on. I got, what, because you fucking forgot to make the other one foil? Now you got a double you know, double dip? Like, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, there's so many cards. <laughs> there's yeah, so BB's many. Maybe it's a mistake. Um, if they wanted to pick, like, a, a Final Fantasy IX character, they, they could have given us maybe a different version of Zidane. Dude, or, they could have picked I that Garnet even... card and just lightened it up a little yeah, bit, you know, maybe? Garnet would have been or fine. Or actually, I... you know what? She would have been fine if that card was a full art foil mm-hmm. it would look fine it would be cool yeah. that it was dark like that because the whole yeah. robe on her would pop so mm-hmm. much more yeah. yeah or you know what card would have really been a great legacy card take vv out of the equation how about like fucking cloud of darkness yeah man like the opus 5 cloud of darkness yeah. would have been a great choice mm. you know so but you know i'm not here to i, I think you know vv is a good choice for the fact that he's a, a good a good example of a legacy card. I think they were but looking for a... fire too, right? Because they have um they have water, mm-hmm. ice, and earth in the first one, and this one would be lightning, wind, and fire. Yeah, and I think they could have picked something else. Like yeah. they could have maybe picked uh, I don't know. They could have picked Saban, like the Open <laughs> Four Saban. Yeah, not a lot of great fire choices. Uh, no, in the um, early sets. But they went yeah. all the way up to Opus 8, so, I mean, yeah. but nobody's going to pick Nail. I mean, yeah, I, I, like, okay, I get it, you know, rocking a hard place there because you made Fire Shitty for so long, but... And then you backloaded them like a motherfucker. And then, woo! <laughs> yeah, or they could have they could have been really fucking cheeky and forced people... They could have sold They could have sold more boxes if they would have given us the, the fucking EX Mont Blanc full art. Because people want go. that card now because yeah, that's, of that's the, But yeah, the decision was made... Yeah, way before it's right. people the decided lo- they like Mars Ritz that much, yeah. I agree, I agree. But, you know, I th- I think the legacy cards for Opus 12 are fine. Two out of three ain't bad as me. Yeah, I mean, look, said. Vivi's better than friggin' Minwoo, even though we've had a reprint I, of Vivi already. But it just makes you, you go like, yes, yes, oh, it's Duck Duck Goose. What the fuck is <laughs> it's the... Duck, it's more like Duck Duck I, I, Fuck. Dude, I'd, <laughs> duck Duck Fuck. I'd rather just have duck, 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 dude. Just duck. Do we? Why do we ever have to goose? You know what? If you just walked around saying duck on everyone, we would all just have a great time at recess and call it a day when the bell That's rings. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's included. Yeah. yeah. The anticipation's there for everybody. Why do I have to just... be the goose? What kind of arbitrary decision did you use to decide that I'm the goose? That yeah, VV was I, the I, goose. I as the duck. Was this literally a <laughs> duck, duck, goose with the Legends and Opus, like one through yes, three? Yes, and you know? min. Ugh. Yes, and Min, Min Woo will be the goose we have to deal with until Vivi. Thank God. Um, new boot goosin'. It's a new boot goose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That might be a good episode name. There you Fuck. go. We, we've, we've actually had a few many. We've had, we've had a few of these. But let's get into a I've couple. I've had a like, few solid. too many, Chris. Uh, me too. I'm drink, I'm, I'm red winding it up over here. A couple spoilers. But, um, Dude, this is going to end up being the main topic here because this is just a, a lot of well, spoilers to talk about. But it's okay. But uh, we're going to get started because it's a lot of the, it's a lot of uh, dual element legendaries. And we're going to start with one that uh, the more I, I have time to unpack it, the more I like it. We're going to start with Regis. Where are you um, getting your data? Are you on, uh, on? Are you on the usual? Oh no, I'm actually on fftcgboards.net because oh they're all hell in yeah, <laughs> I'll be right there. Uh, yes, indeed, they're all in English. So while while you're getting there, I'll go ahead and read Regis off. He's a uh, Earth Lightning uh, multi element legendary, uh, Job King five CP uh, category fifteen as expected. Uh, he's a eight K forward um, with text uh, when Regis enters the field. Choose up to two forwards other than card name Regis, light or dark. Put in your break zone from the field during this turn. Play them onto the field. 
Then he has an S, uh, Royal Sigil, uh, for S and Lightning and Earth, for S and one Earth, one Lightning. All the forwards you control gain, this forward cannot be broken until the end of the turn. John, what do you think of Regis? Man, well, first of all, he's certainly the right colors. Yes, and for, the art what is we're beautiful, by the way. I'm a huge, huge fan of this art. Bummed it's not a full art. Yeah, I mean, it's gorgeous. He's got a little baby knock there. He's got There's no salt and pepper in that beard. Regis, just a young man, ready, uh-huh. like, ready to rule a kingdom, Chris. Uh-huh. Um, and, and yeah, again, this is he, he's got all the important stuff. Right? He's a 15 forward in uh-huh. Lightning and Earth. We've already seen how with the addition of the Kingsglaive stuff that that started to get uh, pretty strong. He is yes. Job King, which is cool because that backup, that EX that burst Clarence. backup mm-hmm, that we were using to search for the Regis... Um, he still finds a home in the deck because uh-huh. he can search now for this Regis. Um, again, Regis, when he comes in, he's doing that same thing. This is again, it's all the same stuff the Kingsglaives are doing, where he yep. gets two of those forwards and puts them uh, back onto the field. He, it's just recycling guys from the discard pile. And, and what's so great is the forwards he puts back in aren't limited to category fifteen. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of forwards in these elements that you know the king again the the kingsglaive stuff comes to mind first because right. you know you could have the libertus nix turn break the libertus do something you could do something with nix he dies you play regis main two those guys come back and then you get to kind of recycle that that thing again mm-hmm. so you could have a crazy turn where you just break or you do all that main one play regis and main one still and then you've broken like two guys and now you're just pushing for game at that point yeah um um, and then, of course, his S ability is honestly, this is a great price for this because yeah. you're already going to be in these dual color decks. You're going to have to have, you know, basically a two three split on your backups for the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get with Hero down. This is not any kind of difficulty at all to pay for this one lightning. So Royal Sigil for not having to tap. This is huge. It's always big. That's the best part uh-huh. of an S ability is I need to be able to use everything about this forward and still use yes. this S ability. I don't want to have uh-huh. to decide between attacking or being able to use it. So uh, yep. all the forwards you control gain, this forward cannot be broken until the end of the turn. Um, that's just a crazy defensive, and that's why it's Royal Sigil. It's his big yeah, defensive it, it, Yeah, move. it's super, super defensive. And that's, that's I'm glad you put it that way because you know a lot of people start thinking, oh, I can just attack willy-nilly. No, you fucking can't. You can just fucking hold the fucking line. Yeah, with this that's guy. the old no, no, no. I think not. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, easy to pull off, line. Chris. And that royal again. This is a deck that has a lot of cards that get things back. I mean, you play the Libertus, and Libertus gives you back a Regis. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, boom, yeah, you know, and, and that's just uh, and, and because you're gonna do. I mean, that's a proactive way. You know, people like to talk about, like you said, attacking with that. I mean, yeah, you can have the Regis down. You can play the Libertus, get back. A Regis uses S ability, and you're probably going to break the Libertus that turn. You know, and now your guys yeah. are coming in, and they can't be broken. I mean, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's giving more tools to that Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 15 package, and it's not like you said, it's not restricted. His language, I believe, this is the way I described it when we were first reading these cards, is that his language is vague in all the right places. Yes, uh, it's just like perfect. There could be restrictions slipped into a lot of these clauses, and there aren't. Um, I, so, and again, the strength behind being able to discard something for earth or lightning, uh, can't really be understated that all being said, it's really his only home is that deck. 100%. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I love the 15 deck. I, I, they're just, they're one guy away. If we get another guy that can break himself 
or break a forward yeah. to do a thing, I highly then anticipate... I think that deck goes fucking through the fucking roof. I expect this legend to have an obvious, like, hey, dummy, play this with me card. Actually, yeah, I need to reread another... Right now, Nixon another... Liberty are that card. I need to actually just re- quickly reread another spoiler that we'll talk about that uh, mm-hmm. matches him. Let me just see real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he breaks himself at all, no, he doesn't. Okay. Yeah, which which is a shame because uh, mm-hmm. if we can get one more, if we can get one more like fifteen card that does that, mm-hmm. which we easily could. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, we we'll talk about that more later. But then next dual card. Uh, uh, actually, no. Next we're going to next we're going to Finrear. I know. I was just saying we'll talk about the next dual card later. But yes. the other one that is the same color scheme as Regis. Uh, I yeah. think that they play along nicely just because like we were talking about getting back those guys like getting back the regis for the s's ability uh the fact that this guy is also trying to just have all your guys come in like okay yes. now everyone's gonna attack uh being able to also protect them is pretty cool yep i agree i can't wait to unpack them because that one's kind of growing on me a little bit more too but uh yeah. next up we've got the old slobbery pup himself and this is a beautiful beautiful piece of art this is a um, cool card and the foiling pattern on this is neat oh shit it's so good and this is a 5 cp earth summon uh final fantasy explorers a new category introduced in this set um wasn't that yeah no no i actually i believe you're right i believe hero is no 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 he's not no he's rk oh that's right that's right so this is this is that's right so this is new um so 5 cp finrear um it's a summon earth summon that's a heroic it says select up to two of the uh, two of the four following actions: choose a light forward or dark forward and break it. Choose one backup of cost four or more, break it. Choose one monster, fucking break it. Choose one earth forward of cost two of cost two in your break zone. Play it onto the field dull. John, this is a good utility summon. Yeah, man. I mean, these modal summons, these uh, these. Cards that really evoke Diabolos here, like mm-hmm. oh, five cost, choose two, um, and just like you have to set up certain situations, but it gives you enough flexibility that it's a lot of situations that apply. And and the the Doka implications alone in this card, yeah, yeah. hitting any two of these is gonna feel gross. This is a big Absolutely. swing. This is a big swing. The hardest part about this card is getting two things to be relevant. Because uh-huh. it is more niche than Diabolos, because you don't have a free, as I call them, like, oh, like a free choice. Like, oh, man, yeah. I don't have a good choice, so I'll pick one of the free choices, a.k.a. the activate all my backups to make this Diabolos free. You uh-huh. know, uh, discard a card with Glazia feels like a free choice, uh-huh. right? Uh, Ramu is another card that doesn't feel like it has a good free choice, right? The 3CP yep. Ramu never feels as good as Glazia because it's harder uh-huh. to line up. That's how yep. this feels to me. This card is really good. It's a really, really strong piece of utility. But Diabolos, this is not. Yeah, it's a good like one, maybe two of like mm-hmm. one of the things I like. I do like this maybe in like the the category fifteen deck because if I'm playing like Baby Noctis, you can bring Baby Noctis back, and then you get an uh, ETB where you could possibly gain another card off of yeah, it. Yeah, that is actually really um, neat. That interaction there. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, the breaking the backup of four or more. There's some really. Uh, this card to me says break snow, break Tiro. Tiro. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people This card to me says break Kadage, uh, break light Aerith, break light cloud. Um, Did you break... play this and kill Kadage Tiro? That's huge. No, that's a big. That's fucking the slobbery boy coming in hot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you're never running three of that card. You're running one, maybe two tops. But I feel like it's just a solid like. You you need a spot for a utility summon. 
you can't and you're in that color, there's I, I don't think there's much better you can do than that. I wish it had one mode that was defensive. Like it was something like pump a guy by X number or this guy can't be broken or just like one or of those. Your earth guys defensive... can't be dull or something. Yeah, yeah, but you know how Earth has those defensive clauses? I mean just pick yeah. one. Pick one of the Earth defensive clauses. I wish it was here. Because this card is a it's a slow summon that yeah. is almost always has to be like proactive. There's not exactly. it's hard to make this defensive because you can't even bring in um, the dull guy and have them block. But things like Undead Princess or Suzuhisa are pretty cool. You can kind of get some value. Or sorry, you can't Suzuhisa. It has to be exactly two. But the new yeah, Cryle, like... the Undead Princess, yes. there are ways to get instant value out of uh, slamming that two drop in. And again, like yep. just like the Cryle, I think that there are. Uh, there are probably going to be more cards in this set that are meant to work with this. Exactly. Now, now, and when you see that, like pretty much any two CP Earth card, now you have to look at it if it's got a decent enough... FSI. Fenrir Summon Implication. That's what I'm saying, the FSI. And speaking of that, that's a great segue, John, because we're going to the next card that has some serious fucking PSI. Oh, yeah. It's a new Beatrix. Queen Bee is back. She hasn't seen a new Mm. card. She hasn't seen a card since Mm. Opus 4. And, John, Mm. I'm in love with this card. Beatrix. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Pull your britches up because mm. we got, we're talking Beatrix. She's a 2CP water forward job knight, 5K, um, category mm. 9, obviously. So when Beatrix or a job knight or job knight, just that does not doesn't specify. So if Beatrix or a job knight enters your field, all of the forwards you control gain plus 2,000. Enters your field. The, yes. And for zero, for goose eggs, for Johnny Donuts, for free. During this turn, the cost required to play your to, required to cast your next job knight forward is reduced by two. It cannot become zero. You can only use this ability during your turn and only once per turn. John, this card's really, really good. Uh, yeah, this card. First of all, free abilities are that's the right price, man. If it's for free, it's, it's for, for me. me. Yeah, this is uh, wow. Um, I love the fact that. This is, you can play a knight backup, like the Duke Goltana implications already, or the Seguardis, the Pelinor mm-hmm. uh, implications there alone are completely worth it. Um, I don't know what other knight backups there are, but those are the ones pretty that come much to mind. Uh, the Ramza Oh, the backups. new Ramza, the five-drop Ramza, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, uh, but yeah, you're playing this with big Ramza, Chris. I mean, the, like, think about big Ramza enters the field. He's already plus one from the Beatrix. Yeah, he, he's, he's cost eight, two no, less. No, he's so, an 8K. Well, so he's think an 8K of, yeah. coming in. So think Beatrix is just sitting there, right? And yep. she, uh, well, no, he's even bigger Oh, yeah, you're, than right, that. you're right. He'll be a 9K. He'll yeah, be yeah. 9K. so he's yeah. a six by himself. Beatrix uh-huh. is like, okay, I'll pay zero and make uh-huh. him cheaper. So yep. Ramza has Beatrix alone on the field. He comes in for three. He yep. pumps up by 3k because of Beatrix Trigger. <laughs> and, and Yes. And it's like, oh and god, it, you, that's barely any work at all. You just need one other dude around or any kind of anthem. If you have uh, the knight boost, you know, you yeah, have Ovelia. And that's it. This is a, is a one-stop shop for Aramza just yeah. getting powered up. Uh, just mm-hmm. the fact that, man, dropping the cost on forwards by two. Yep. Well, and also, too, what keeps happening is if you play Beatrix and then Ramza and then just play another fucking night, you're good. Because yeah. they all get... Because a, a, any time they enter the field, they get that buff. Yeah, and I mean, again, like you said, the PSI. So, like, this is a, a nine forward that comes in mm-hmm. off of Puck. This is Puck summon implication. Yes, indeed. Um, and Phoenix are back in. All of a sudden, all oh, your guys me. are plus two. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. The plus two and the two K damage too. Like that's a heck of a trade swing there that's on a stuff big like that. Swing. Um, yeah, the, the power trick is huge. The fact that this is so easy to summon in all these cheeky ways, like uh, this comes mm -hmm. in off Gilgamesh. This comes in off Lena. Two drop yep. in water is a great spot to be. It, it exactly it does a lot, and this is just another one of those great, especially when you're trying to have like. You know, one of those big like push turns. Especially, you know, I know you're a big mono water guy, John. Mm -hmm. Like the Lena Beatrix turn where you've got forwards on the board. Yeah. Um. You know, now you can kind of you know if you're still playing Layla Viking, they're coming in bigger than they should fucking be. Well, dude, that um, party attack turns into something real scary. You know, it goes from five to nine. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> it is. It's massive. Um. I think Beatrix has a lot, uh, a lot of upside. I think she's a very, very solid card. And this is a and gorgeous looking card. It's beautiful. a full art. It's, uh, man, this is a really neat card. And like we were saying earlier, Chris, this card lets mm -hmm. me do... I don't have to stop doing anything I want to do to use all of its abilities. Just like mm -hmm. how I said with Regis, the fact that its ability is zero and doesn't require a tap, like, she comes down, she does that right away. She's always yep. a part of like, this combo, and she has such a crazy snowballing value off a two-drop well, forward. And even if we're just playing the you know the fire water category nine deck, I want to play her, use my ability, play Steiner for three, and get my next Final Fantasy nine card. Mm -hmm. um, so for what I would have normally played uh, paid for Steiner, I've now got potentially three bodies, and then I can just play the Light Zidane and untap everything, and then go into whatever. You know what I mean? Like I think mm -hmm. it's a great addition to that deck. Clearly, it's going into any night list that people love. Um, there's a lot of upside there, especially like when you're playing Light Rain. Get the fuck out of here. Not mm. only does rain increases and decreases, right? He does both. Oh, and he costs one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so rain's going to cost you one. <laughs> He's going to already, when he comes into play, everything's going to be buffed, and then you're going to use rain's S, what is it? Not undermine, but the other one? Yeah, And then you're going to fucking, yeah, you're going to fucking haste up the boys, and then they're going to decrease everybody, and you're going to increase everybody? Get the fuck out of here. It is, that, that turn is, that turn's over. Like, the, uh, the old Shrinky Dink deck just got a new fucking piece, my guy. Yeah. Oh, shrinky dinks. God damn it, Alex. Oh, that's right. Oh, Alex and his shrinky dinks. Um, but uh, you know, we're sticking with blue cards here. We're about to go one that's a little bit underwhelming next. It's another standard unit, full art, beautiful, beautiful art, great foiling. Mm -hmm. It's a four CP scholar, uh, backup water standard unit, uh, category special. Um, when scholar enters the field, choose up to two active forwards you control, dull them, then draw one card for each forward you have dulled due to this ability. Um. Uh, the only thing I like here, um, again, I actually like maybe one copy of this in the Category 9 deck because you can dull two Category 9 forwards, then play Light Zidane and just untap them. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, I mean, really it's, about it's all interesting. I can think of. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, uh, there's things, there's effects that like reactivate guys, I guess. So you could like, uh, you could use this in a, in a like water wind four deck with hooded man <laughs> oh, it's good for like big it's good for big cecil because he doesn't have to block and we're going like opus two now yeah, like drawing two is really good mm -hmm. but eh, yeah i mean i feel like i'd rather just still play merle Webb. also yeah exactly my backup spots are kind of tight but uh -huh. i mean hey this card it, it could be enough of a replacement effect that i mean if somebody finds a way to consistently like take advantage of the dull part of this card this is a mm -hmm. multiplayable backup, and it's a four drop. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think it's bad, but I think it takes a little bit of doing to use. 
Yeah, I agree. I need something but, uh, that activates itself every time at the end of turn. It's like a like a rem. Absolutely. But uh, the next card, John, does not take a lot of doing to use. And uh, I know this one's this one's got your engine revved. We're talking mm-hmm. about Tenzin, dude. Any first um, of all, just anything that Ryoma Ito draws, sign me fucking up. Fucking beautiful, by yeah, the way. Oh my god, the fact that this game that I you know is so old but was such a huge part of my life is getting uh-huh. all this brand new gorgeous art for its characters mm-hmm. is so cool. I, I, it just yep. can't be overstated. And this is also our first fire legendary. Yeah, this um, Tenzin. Yeah, so he's a six CP uh, fire forward category eleven job samurai. He has and he has brave innately, which is good. Um, and his text is: at the end of each of your turns, at the end of each of your turns, reveal the top five cards of your deck. Add one job samurai or card name samurai among them to your hand, and return the others to the bottom of your deck in any order. And when Tenzin leaves the field, choose one job samurai or card name samurai of cost three of less in your break zone and add it to your hand. Super solid card. There's obviously one deck this card's going in. Um, but it's a samurai. I feel like it's a, That's right. The old superhuman oh! samurai cyber squad. <laughs> um, but I think this this card's gonna be clearly a, you know, two or three of in that list. Um to me, the, the bottom half just says recycle all of your cyans. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that pretty much, you know, really, he's going to cost you almost pretty much free over the course of a couple turns. Um, he's a big body that, you know, he's got brave, so he's always going to be back on the defense. Um, I, I think he checks a lot of boxes for that deck. He's, he's a good top, uh, top curve. No, he's a top already. He's a power top. He is a power top, that's <laughs> Look for at sure. This man. Look at that face. He is all pound. And that the art is fucking gorgeous. Also a full art, by the way. Yes. Super, super gorgeous. And the fact that Tenzin is... So he's starting off at the 9K. So he gets all those cool buffs mm-hmm. from things like the Hien and like the Samurai buffs of like, oh, the Samurai... When the Samurai attacks, plus 1K. You know, that, that plus mm-hmm. 1, putting him at 10 is so relevant when things like the BFA and things like that are the threat these days. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just one more piece. Cyan was a piece that when... You know, he didn't get spoiled or anything... When we saw the full set, we were like, whoa, hold up. How did This cannot be going under the radar. Like, pay attention uh-huh. to this man. What is this card doing? This rare is firing on all cylinders. Like, what is going on? This is definitely indicative of an archetype that's one piece away. And uh, I think it might be the piece. I mean, you don't make this yeah. legend and design it exactly this way without trying to force samurai, right? And uh, exactly. Especially with the next spoiler. Exactly. The next one is another Samurai Backup, which is a, another much-needed card in this archetype. It's a 2CP Samurai Category 14 standard unit. Um, it's a backup for 3 fire and tap. Put Samurai into the break zone. Choose one forward. Deal it 8,000 damage. You can only use this ability if you control 3 or more sam- job Samurai or card name Samurai. So, Oh, great. A Samurai a- that is multiplayable. So I'm yep. not punished for putting more of it in my deck. It's another mm-hmm. two-drop red backup, so it's perfect for me to get, you know, I can play Shadow in this deck. It's improving yep. my Tenzin numbers, because I just need and to be cyan, And your Cyan Cleaves. It's improving my Cyan Cleaves. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. This, uh, the... And also, in a pinch, it's a hearty piece of removal. Yeah, I mean, Tenzin and this Samurai backup have tied the room together, Chris. It is, yeah, uh, absolutely. The, it is the rug. This room is looking very Far eastern Quite oriental. Yes, indeed. Indeed. And uh, I, I'm actually really a, a big fan of you know what that deck's going to look like in Opus 12. Because I, I, I can only imagine 
we're going to get another samurai it's or two. It's close, and, man. It is. Like, you know, you put a little haste behind the cyan, and it gets really scary. Holy shit. And you get a little, get a little good doggo behind him and or some sage. And yeah. He is definitely baking some hobo chili. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that Roja is just making the Tenzin hit at 10K. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tenzin, like Huge. like you said, over time is basically free, but he has the, uh, if you hit the reveal, I mean, you're filling your card, your deck with more of these samurais, like this backup. Mm-hmm. So now you've got six of those backups. You've got your Gosetsu, you've got Iroha, Cyan, Tenzin. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked to see a new Ayame in this set, I'll tell you that much. Oh, that'd be so sick. It's been a while, and Ayame is another 11 card. Mm-hmm. Um, although it seems like they're going a little bit more chains here, but that's okay. I'd yeah. still like to see Ayami. But yeah, yep. I mean, it's uh, it, <laughs> I, I expect to see one more samurai. If the legend is a samurai, I don't think this backup yeah. is the only other thing in the set that's, uh, that's exactly with him. So it'll be cool to see. Exactly, exactly. And uh, the next card we're going to talk about is uh, one that's got a lot of people uh, excited. Um, you know, we talked earlier about Scions. Well, John, we've got a brand spanking new Thancred. He is a dual element legendary. He is the lightning water legendary. Um, category 14, obviously. Uh, job sign of the seventh dawn. Uh, costs seven CP. Uh, but he's got a lot of words on his card, and they're all good words. That's right. And he's an 8K. Um, so when Thancred enters the field, choose one forward in your break zone. If its cost is equal to or less than the number of water forwards and or water backups you control, Play it onto the field. And if that wasn't enough, when Thancred attacks, choose one active forward opponent controls. If its cost is less than or equal to the number of lightning forwards and or lightning backups you control, break it. Holy shit. (laughs) John, this is a good card. Yeah, dude, so I'm just looking at this and immediately thinking of things we've already talked about today, right? It's like, okay, he enters the field. I have two water backup. Or not even. He's a water guy, right? So I have a water backup. He enters, mm-hmm. and my number's already two. He slams Beatrix into play. Beatrix yep. and Thancred are now in play, and they're reducing the Ramza by three. because Or they're reducing it by two. Beatrix reduces him by another two with the ability. He comes down for two. He's yep. counting as lightning, and Thancred's lightning, and we've got lightning backups. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the fact that he is plus one for both of those immediately makes those abilities better than I think some people are reading them as. Yes. Um, I feel like you're always going to kill a three-drop minimum, and you're always going to get back a three-drop minimum. Yeah, assuming that you summon and kill a three-drop, that's nuts. Summoning and killing twos is strong enough already. That Especially right now, good. absolutely. And if you can hit the promised land of four, I'll fucking forget about it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Alua, Alua already it. on the table makes this coming down very scary. You're just like, holy oh. shit, okay, is this guy attacking? Are we, like, what's happening here? He, like, Alua's out, he comes in, or, I mean, frick, I mean, what is it? It's just a forward in your break zone, right? This guy brings Alua back onto the table. And then Alua says, That's okay, I have a shoal in my hand, I play the Thancred, and boom, Alua comes back out, boom, I shoal, he attacks, boom, that's dead. You know, like, uh, he is really doing a lot on a body. No, absolutely. This isn't, like, some big overcosted backup or something. You'd almost expect it to be, right? Like a like a big, expensive, one-shot kind of thing. I mean, and then, yeah, it's out of color and it's cheeky, but these types of cards, these crazy, like, dual triggers, the guy that we're about to go over next and this card are both begging for their ETBs to be abused with, like, Renoas or something. Like, man, mm-hmm. this... uh. This Thancred is going to see a lot of play, Chris, and I think that we see JG Fitness run around with this Water Lightning deck that he's been tuning, and he's like 
you know, he's got a build that's scary, man. We'll watch him take the weekly. He won two weeks ago. Um, it's a scary oh. deck, dude. And these pieces are like, it's like they're saying, hey, why aren't you guys playing this deck? They're just pushing the shit out of it. And I bet yep. JG's sitting there rubbing his hands together and licking his lips, just looking at these cards like, oh boy, mm -hmm. things are, that is about to be an archetype. You better get ready. You better get comfortable looking at lightning water. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and Thancred's a good top end. That also, like, I think it's a very, again, very, very fairly caustic card for what it does. You're investing seven, you're getting a lot more than seven CP worth of card. Yeah, I mean, an Alize gives this guy haste, just so you know, inherent. If you wanted to, there's an easy, easy setup for this guy just having it every time he comes down. Yeah, oh, every oh. fucking time. It's so yep. cool. And, I mean, Tyro lets you know, well, hey, he's Tyro's in color is, for Scions, right? And Tyro yeah. can just pay for this, so, you know. I, yep, I, and it's also, too, like, a lot of, um, shit, where was I going with that? Um, you know, a lot of lightning decks, lightning water decks, they're already playing a copy of Louis Swat anyway. Dude. So you could just Louis Swat to get the Alizé, and you're just off to the fucking race. Dude, if you point. have Alizé in, uh, like, you, you know, another, let's say if, uh, God, this guy comes down. You would need another water backup. You would need another water forward. I'm just trying to think of, like, the cheapest Scion that's good to play. I mean, once you just hit... If you can hit two, you know, mm -hmm. this guy can just attack... Or he can come in and play the Eda back out. Yeah. Maybe three-color Scions. Maybe Rainbow Scions. Skittles Scions? Oh, my Maybe. goodness. Skittles Scions coming. Because I'll tell you, there could be uh, more Scions coming easily in this... Uh, well, there definitely are in the starter. Indeed. Well, taste the rainbow, John, because the, the next card has me equally as excited. We've got another multi-element legendary, um, and it's my boy, my favorite, the best boy. It's Locke. We've got a brand new Locke. Yeah, the tippity boom 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 boom. The old tippity boom boom. But uh, so we've got Locke. Uh, he's coming in with as uh, ice and wind, which is kind of funny because I know in chapters Locke was a wind card. Um, Makes sense. Is, right? um, All of the thieves, like literally every thief is wind except him. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, 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 he's a treasure hunter. Treasure hunter. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm sorry. How yeah, could I? He, yes, indeed. Well, he's he's uh, ice wind coming in at 8 CP. He's a 9K category. Uh, I guess that's Dissidia, Final Fantasy, and 6. Mm -hmm. job treasure hunter as is appropriate um but hold on he's not gonna cost you eight so the cost uh his text reads the cost required to cast lock is reduced by two for each card you have cast this turn it cannot become one or less so he's always going to cost you at least two that's fine when lock enters the field select up to two of the four following actions your opponent discards a card from their hand uh choose up to two characters Dull them and freeze them. Choose one forward if cost six or more and break it. Choose one monster. Break it. John, this hey. Guy a lot. hey, remember what we were saying before about how you want a good neutral option, like just something that's always good to pick? He has yeah, and two excellent neutral options. Yes, <laughs> freeze and that's, two characters. Yeah. Dull and, and freeze two characters and discard. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and the yeah. cost reduction, so you just being able to drop out this 9k, steal an extra card from your opponent, and dull and freeze two of their characters at, like, minimum? That's the <clears> worst <throat> mode on lock. And I feel like this guy is going to cost you, like, 
when you're playing him right, he's going to cost you four. I'll tell like, you. I feel I mean, like four is the, how much he's going to cost you. He's in the same colors as Pandemonium, Valfor, Bartz, Diabolos. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, yep. Fina. It's not going to be hard yep. to play this after playing a bunch of other stuff with two backups. That's what I'm saying. Like, and the thing is, I also like him in like an Earth Wind deck where you're playing Tiro. It's so easy to drop like a couple monsters. Like you could play. Like I was, I was just getting real shitty and like uh, you could play earth wind azul almost like you're playing dot aluma like play two <laughs> yeah. cactuars and play this guy for four you feel great yeah man it's uh i mean again, it's got that dual element thing to it right so you have or to... you play fucking play fucking layak and i don't know something else yeah. and then it's like or this like layak and unsaga nashi or play i don't I, I don't know you've got a lot of shit you can do with this again guy. this this is uh and all of these dual element cards do this and i think this is really neat especially with some of the elements they chose um, I think they chose, obviously, Lightning Earth is going to have some dual element cards in the set, and mm-hmm. um, we've seen three of them, right? Shantoto, Regis, and Noctis, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll go over in a second. Sorry. Oops, spoiler. Spoiler, oh, okay. spoiler. Um, but uh, they, that is already a very pushed color combination, I feel, uh, in mm-hmm. multiple direct, Like, there's multiple archetypes. There's seven, 15, and Scions are all clear water, or sorry, clear Lightning Earth archetypes. But... Yep. Uh, Wind Ice is something that, again, outside of that one player who really capitalizes on the color combination, has yeah, yet Nathan, to find. Nathan Perez. Yeah, I mean, we can name these people, right? JG Fitness for Lightning Water, Nathan Perez mm-hmm. for Wind Ice, and mm-hmm. um, they're just kind of trying to push people into exploring those combos. And Locke is, <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, get ready to build Ice and Wind because I sure am. Yeah, that's what I'm, and he also fits right in because like a lot of times you see ice um, ice wind decks are all about heavy discard like Sephiroth and Zidane. This guy fits right into that because he also forces you a discard, but you also get to do something else on top. Yeah, I mean, of that. And who's stopping me from this guy has all the six synergy, right? Like, like yeah. uh, this guy is searchable off of Setzer's backup and forward variety. This guy's searchable by Gastalian Empire Sid, uh, uh-huh. and I'll tell you right now, uh, uh, Sid is going to go in the ice wind deck because they even if they never make another one you could put a death gaze in there just to have a green card that said can find like there is a wind illegal uh-huh. wind target for final fantasy 6 although uh-huh. if they do put a mr chupon in uh at any point i expect it to be wind and work with ultras cards but we, uh-huh. i know we know that we're getting more six cards than just this lock this set because we saw the uh the realm art do you remember that art being spoiled when oh, they were yeah. doing the preview i haven't forgotten square i'm waiting I'm to it. see that goddamn realm card it's gonna be gorgeous i need to know yep. and i wonder if that's gonna be like an ice water legendary i don't know i didn't even think about it being dual element Jeez, because mm-hmm. we only saw hey, the it's... art and the border really yeah it's it's changed your whole mode of thinking now but, but yeah this lock is our... gonna be cool he's, he's gonna be sorry i, I agree <laughs> all these dual element card all these dual element legendaries have been great um and this last card, uh, this is one that was just spoiled recently. Oh, no, it's actually, we got two more after this. Holy shit. I yeah, forgot two yeah, were spoiled two today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next one here is, uh, is 12 not... spoilers. <laughs> oh, well, oh, one, yeah. one is. Isn't well, the other no. one an Opus? Oh, no, no, we didn't get 13 spoilers. Sorry, we just got, we, we do have 13 spoiler art to talk about after these spoilers yes. are done. But, yeah, no, we got two so. more 12 spoilers. Yes, you're right. Sorry to cut you off, Chris. I'm no, reading okay. your beautiful okay. segue. Go ahead. No, it's okay. We got a fucking a beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork. This might actually be my favorite artwork that's been spoiled so far. Amaterasu is now and Fenrir have both taken a backseat to fucking poolside Noctis. Oh, my God. He is absolutely poolside. Yeah. Wow. He, he is, is looking just great. 
Yes, and he's uh, Earth Lightning, 3 CP forward, uh, Category 15 in City of Final Fantasy. Job Prince, um, Earth Lightning, like I said, 3 CP, 7K. Only a rare, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's read him. When Noctis enters the field, choose one Category 15 forward other than card name Noctis in your break zone and add it to your hand. Um, and then his, his, his meaty text is, when Noctis forms a party and attacks until the end of the turn, all forwards you control... Gain plus 2,000 power and haste. Um, the more I think about this card, the more I like it. Um, I don't necessarily need to run a full playset. I feel like there's a deck where you can play like one of this guy and like three of the baby Noctis. Mm-hmm. Um, for two baby Noctis, two of this guy. Um, the big play with him is, you know, you tap a lightning back up, pitch Gladio, play Noctis, get Gladio, play the Gladio. That's, that's great. That's a good turn. That's a good fucking turn. Um, and then the next turn, you better you better kill Noct. Like Noctis is he's he is just spitting in your face and daring you to kill him because if he doesn't, all your shit's getting through. Yeah, this is the uh, the homeless shoal here. As yes, he, he's this is like, the great value shoal. Yeah, he's like duct taping to hold it together, but it still works. You know, it's uh, yeah. He he when he forms a party and attacks, and again, uh, the cool thing about the dual element cards having that party trigger is they can party with either element. So I think that that's a really, really cool aspect of the party trigger being on these types of cards. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, when he forms a party and attacks with damn near any Final Fantasy 15 character or really any lightning uh-huh. or earth forward, um, yeah, he will pump everyone and pump the board. And we're seeing that the Noctis and the Regis, again, these are both cards to get more of the characters back in your hand. They want you to have uh-huh. these explosive turns where all of a sudden everyone's warp striking in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a lot of upside to this card. Um, I do like it more, and the fact that it's only a rare, I think, is really, really solid. Um, I like again, that. That indicates to me that we're going to get like a healthy chunk of dual element cards in this set. I mean, because we're looking at the, the Shantoto is forward. cheap too, right? It's like rare or common. Well, they said that, and this is another interesting thing to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. They mentioned the design philosophy around the next three sets when they also mentioned they were renaming the next two. That mm-hmm. uh, the next these are kind of their own little block, which we haven't really had any blocks or uh, you know I, I don't know what else they call them in other games, but like blocks, sets. blocks yeah. is pretty normal. It's like you know a set of sets, a block. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're going apparently to have a dual element card block, so nice. it's going to be. These next two sets are also going to focus heavily on the dual element, so they're all going to be introducing new dual element combinations. Yep, and I think this might be the the most sought after full art in this set because it's it's a beautiful, it's gorgeous, beautiful full art. They're holding out a couple of them on us, but we know most of them at this point. But yeah, uh, the Noctis and the Beatrix, I think, are both going to be really high, highly sought yeah. after. They're popular characters. Beatrix has waifu tax, which is uh, what puts her up there next to Noctis. Yep, and Noctis is an extremely popular character. Oh yeah, and has a gorgeous looking card. Absolutely, and. Uh, I think that card's growing on me uh, the more I think. Because there's actually, there's a ton of ways in Lightning to haste him. Yeah. You got the Red Mage back up. You got um, fucking Coral. Um, you've got the 3CP Ramu, which is a very popular card right mm-hmm. now. So there's a lot of ways to play Noctis. To ha- there's a lot of ways to have your cake and eat it too. When there's a lot of cool play. things. Like Glauca makes him only cost one of each of the backups. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. And he's Huge. another 15 guy. Yeah, he has just so much synergy with these other cards. 
Um, yeah, there's a uh, lot of lot of upside to them. I think that I think again, like them. the more that they just print, like the the problem is you have the 15 stuff works well together, and then you're trying to fill your lightning earth deck with other generic lightning and earth cards that really just don't give a shit about the Final Fantasy 15 cards at all, yeah. because all their stuff is so baked into the cards themselves. Like it's like, oh, Ignis only buffs these Category 15 dudes. Like this guy's good because he searches for any Category 15 guy. This guy's good because he gets you any Category 15 guy to the discard pile. And you just sit there feeling like a, a friggin' idiot for every card in your deck that doesn't have a 15 in the corner. You're like, damn it, my Libertus could only get two forwards out of my discard pile right now. You know, yep. so it's just hitting this critical mass of yep. 15 characters and giving you enough of them that you're not just playing, you know, oh, well, I have to play an Octus. Oh, I have to play a Regis to have yep, enough 15 about, well, characters. Now you get to choose which one to play. Yep, and now... Um, with the, with you, I'm glad you said it like that because this Regis and this Noctis don't care about category. Yeah, which they is don't. huge. But they're also still great cards can... for that category. I mean, this Noctis Absolutely. does care about category because he he chooses a 15 yeah. forward other than him and your break zone as it's to him. But the rest of him doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Like I said a poor man Shoal, mm -hmm. great value brand Shoal, and uh, so the last two cards were actually spoiled today. We have a uh, an ice backup and hot a Earth backup. Indeed, hot coming in hot. <laughs> this mic is hot. This um, mic is hot. <laughs> so we've got a 2CP ice backup, uh, category Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. So that means he's broken already. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm going to read it I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm an Italian. It, it looks like Ami Date Lion. To yeah, me. I'm an Italian is actually busted in the in the gotcha game I play, so I know all about, nice. I know all about Ami. Classic yep, Ami. and he's... And he's 2CP Ice Backup, Job Crystal Bearer, um, for 2 Ice and a Colorless and Tap. This I, I like this ability. I think it's really neat. Uh, remove the top card of your deck from the game. If that card's cost is 4 or less, you may cast it without paying its cost this turn. Ooh, That's kind of cool. Baby, Leviathan Summon. Say yeah. my name, Leviathan Summon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like this, I like this card a lot. Um, granted, it's, um, you know... I mean, the, the ice, the, the cost is very ice, you know, centric. You pay um, three and you break a backup to cast something. Well, you don't, you don't even, have, you don't even have to, you don't even have to break him. Oh, that's right. It. That's right. Sorry. You don't, you don't break him. So, yeah, so he is So reusable. you're paying four then essentially, right? Like, let's yep. just say, you know, you're paying four to cast the top card of your deck for free. Yeah. To roll the dice. You're, you're fucking 1-800 gambler. And the top card of your deck can only be four or less. So yep. how much of a real value are we getting here? I think Not it's a really. I think it's cool, but yeah, mm. I like that we're we're looking at like RFG casting, almost like a, like rebound type effects. I think that's really neat. Um, mm -hmm. How much you'll actually use that? Like, I feel like you're gonna be. Um, I feel like you're gonna be stuck on it. Um, if that's in six cards. or less, I wouldn't even be looking at this card much differently. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's. I, I mean, the fact that what what really is going to make people play it potentially is the fact that it's a crystal chronicles backup it's another norstalin target that's in a different color so you can use norstalin to fix your colors um to I me that's like I its to, biggest I need to plus more off of this ability to yeah no i agree on this guy and uh -huh. it seems i mean you so again it people are going to jump on me for this yes the card in your hand matters like you get the two cp discount on not having to cast this card out of your hand uh -huh. um but uh, the setup required for this is so convoluted. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not, I, I don't find myself often holding up, you know, four to maybe hit something off the top of my deck that may or may not. And you're removing something. the card, so 
you don't get it back after that turn if you don't cast it. That's what I'm saying. It's just gone. And there's no, like, oh, I checked the top card and I can't interact with it with this ability, so, like, let me use a different ability. Like, you know you can do with Fusoya decks and stuff like that? Uh, It doesn't get any of that. So it's basically, like, you can do only this with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's merit to it. But, yeah, this is uh, I, not my kind of card, Chris. Not my cup of tea. No, not mine either. But uh, this last card um, is definitely my cup of tea. And I like this card a lot. It's a... um. We yes. got another monk. Yes. Um, but this time coming in hot at three CP. It's another monk backup, category fourteen, which is also you know kind of relevant. Um, standard unit, which is awesome. So you can have you can have three of this bad girl on uh, on the field. Um, so let's read it. Three CP backup uh, monk. When monk enters the field, choose one job monk or card name monk in your break zone and add it to your hand. So we're already looking at a one CP backup. Man, on a standard unit backup. Just, I mean, yeah, that's glorious. And then for Earth and Tap, put Monk into the break zone. Choose one job Monk forward or card name Monk forward you control and one forward opponent controls. Each forward deals damage equal to its power to the other. You can only use this ability during your turn. So you've given me a 1 CP Monk backup that's also a fight spell. Good job. Dude, this, this is a, this is a good good like you know the monk the monk deck was a, a deck that was that got obviously all the pieces came together in this uh, opus eleven, um, but I always felt like it was missing something. This mm-hmm. is a piece that it was definitely missing, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, this obviously plays very well with Ursula. You know, you may say it contradicts her ability, but that's fine. I like the fact that I can choose to break for its ability in fight. Or I can break it to, you know, Ursula's ability and just, you know, do that ability. But I also like that, like, the first thing I saw, when when I saw this card, the first thing I thought, I was like, 4CP Saban cannot fucking wait to use this card. Yeah, dude, he's like, oh, I can't be broken, also let's fight. Yeah, also, or or Fight Yang. (laughs) Fight Yang loves this card, too. too. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is cool because it's a monk that does something slightly different. Remember we were talking about how it's just another monk that does the same exact thing. Uh-huh. Break me to deal somebody damage equal to the number of monks I have in play. Well, oh, whoop dee doo I'm already doing stuff with all the monks I have in play. This is cool because it takes the forwards and has some dealer damage. It's not based on, like, you can sacrifice your other monks and this still has full power, right? But uh-huh. the enter trigger, it's not just, let me play a, like a backup and maybe later I'll get to use its ability. It's so much less narrow. It's It comes in and, oh, easy peasy. This can get backups out of your break zone. This can get the it, you basically get my Ursula just, back. Mm-hmm, you can recycle. So the Ursula always felt to me like they built this board, then they cashed it all in, and that turn had to be enough to win. And uh-huh. they don't rarely, you know, they rarely got to like set up another time and try again. This monk to me says like, go ahead and use an early Ursula trigger, and then play uh-huh. this and get the guy back. And you know exactly. Um, I think that this and and I would like to talk just a little bit about. The tribes of the like the standard or what I will call the Final Fantasy like flagship jobs as uh-huh. tribes, I think that is so cool. We are taking uh-huh. a lot of time in this set to push yes. to push specifically monks, samurais, and knights. Uh-huh. This is the new dragoon standard unit as well, but I don't feel like they've pushed dragoons as much yet. Um, dragoons could stand a backup like this one. I think honestly, Alice I feel like all tribes. 
all tribes should have a backup just like this. Yeah, I mean, all of them. Um, yeah, this like the tribal pieces we're seeing in this set are really, really well designed, and, well thought and out. Who knows? There may be a cycle of this. This monk might not be unique. There may be a three CP samurai that does this. There may be a fucking knight that does this. There may be, I don't know, a thief that does this. Like there may mm-hmm. be all kinds of goofy shit that does this. Yeah, I mean, I I think that people love building around tribes like these, mm-hmm. myself included. Um, mm-hmm. I love seeing these pieces. They're well thought out pieces to push mm-hmm. these tribes. We talk a lot in previous spoilers from other sets about how they were putting out pieces, but they didn't push the tribe at all. It's just like another piece I don't want to use in a like a shitty puzzle. But it's mm-hmm. like these are actually enticing, and that's yep. exciting. Yeah, I think that card opens up a lot for the for the monk archetype. Again, like you said, you hit you hit all the notes on the head. Um, it lets you, yeah. If you have that cash in Ursula turn, it lets you kind of rebuild your backups. And again, um, you know, this also kind of opens it up. It still lets you play that mono Earth monks build, but it also is really inviting to throw some fire in there again. Um, the fact that you know you can just start swinging with Saban and then just start nuking shit. Um, I like this guy, you know, with the three CP Saban late game, where it's like, oh, I'm at damage six, so I well, I'll attack with Saban. I'll kill that guy, and with my, I'll, I'll nuke that guy for nine k. Oh yeah, I'll have Saban fight this guy. So I'm just two for one, you know, with Saban. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think there's a lot there. I think it's a good card. And you're, I think that's one you're clearly going to play three of because you can, you know, it's a one CP backup. You're going to get the backups you've cashed in. Um, it does something relevant that you don't feel bad about either breaking it to Ursula's ability or you don't feel bad about using it on its own merits. Like, you're playing the 4CP Yang that becomes a 9K. <laughs> you know, I, and also what I like about this card, it frees up some of your summon slots. You don't now have to play, like, Hekas and Titans. I mean, you're still mm-hmm. probably going to play those, but this lets you be a little bit more utility. It lets you say, all right, well, I don't need to play Hekka because I have this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just play... I don't know. I'll play Miss Dragon instead. I see it a slightly different way that's even better for them. It's uh-huh. like Hekka is such a critical payoff to getting all those guys out that when you don't uh-huh. have it, it feels like, oh man, I don't have my way to capitalize on this and, and I've uh-huh. missed that opportunity. So to uh-huh. me, it's like, yeah, you're already playing three Hekka, but you really can't commit to something like three Hekka, three Yojimbo, three Titan. Like, it's unrealistic. Uh-huh. You can't do that. Like, Yojimbo isn't even going to make the cut here. No. And we need more fight spells, we need them to be efficient. You know, we need mm-hmm. to be relatively cheap so we can play a guy, pump a guy, and use the fight spell, and it makes sense. Or that we can hold yep. the fight spell and use it in response to something, especially mm-hmm. during like their combat prep, which is when mm-hmm. fight spells are strongest. So it's like, okay, um, I don't want to add any more summons, but I need more fight effects. I have three Hekkas. Like, how do I do it? Oh, this backup? Perfect. It's some yep. setup early for inevitability later on a nice easy trade, a yep. nice kill. I love yep. it. And also, like it. you said, the fact that, you know, Hekka's you like to use on your opponent's turn, mm-hmm. this allows you to save them for your opponent's turn. Yeah. Oh, it's easy to leave up a backup in this, too, as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think this card's excellent. Absolutely excellent. So, honestly, man, Opus 12 is shaping up to be a really, really exciting set. I think it's going to be a nice shot in the arm, um, honestly. Um, and, you know, we'll kind of use that to kind of segue into our main topics a little small this week. Um, you know, People are kind of getting tired of Opus 11, and I think that's just out of boredom. And by the fact that this is probably the longest we've been 
out without a new set pretty much since the game's come out. Mm-hmm. So I think, and with no events really right now outside of online events, people don't want to really dig and explore as much as they normally would. Mm-hmm. So I think with Opus 12 on the horizon, we're seeing these really great cards spoiled. People are now, we've already switched gears. There's enough spoilers out right now where you're like, like me, I'm already excited about Regis. I'm excited about Noctis. I'm excited about Locke. Um, Beatrix has, has my fucking taint tickled. Um, you know, the monks, the samurais, like the, all mm-hmm. these cards that I'm, that I'm seeing have me really, really excited to move forward. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, and we'll come back to this, you know, maybe we'll do, you know, as it gets closer to Opus 12, you know, maybe we'll do an Opus 11, you know, retrospective, like, you know, what it could have been, what it actually was, what we got. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Chris, and- I have I have the guest for this cast, for this uh, for when I would like to dive a little bit more deeply into what people uh-huh. might call the the problems with Opus 11, or what sure. they, they identify them as. Uh, Travis Pfeiffer, and I talk about this a lot, and he uh-huh. is uh, he is amped for me to get him on the other side of the microphone. I told him if we were recording, we'd have him here. You know, <laughs> I was like, sure, when I, we get back to it. I, I am all um, for it. He wants to have that discussion. So, I mean, I like because he's somebody who he really feels the frustration of he feels like he's trying to dig for gold. And he just keeps getting strong armed by the same stuff. So um, mm-hmm. I, I think that we could have him on. We could have a we could dive a little bit deeper. So maybe uh, remember those pins before. I don't even remember what we pinned up on the board earlier, but we're gonna pin maybe like the deeper parts of that discussion up for for our next episode here. But yeah, I definitely yeah, no, agree absolutely. that um, Opus Eleven's been out a long time, man. I mean, when we start talking about, remember when we said uh like it's too early for these spoilers when the yuna came out and i was like dude there's no way i'm still even interested in this card in like two months and yeah like like it's weird to even remember oh yeah that's in opus 12 that Yuna. like it was it was too early to talk about that stuff but at the same time we've been here a long time um people are just ready for the next and they uh-huh. they just want a lot of new exciting stuff. Like they want to be trying something new while sitting across from something new as well. And I understand that. That's fair. Like I absolutely. That. And and I can even not to you know we'll no, we'll, ahead, we'll put ahead. a pin in that for next time. But I was going to say one of the things that we can honestly say BFA Marsh Rit, March Marsh Ritz were very 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 pushed in this last set. Yeah, and they're extremely they, they, good. Yeah. Yes. They were, they were definitely the pushed cards. They made sense for a lot of people to play. So I can see how people, the longer Opus 11 lasted, the the more frustrated and bored they could get. Because, mm-hmm. again, I don't want to unpack too much, but we talked about we talked about this all the time, that people right. there was no reason for people to dig for gold. And well, exactly. I think I mean, if you're you know, digging, if you're trying, right, and if you are trying, there's not really enough data. Like, it, it, you can think of ideas, but like, there's not there are not really a lot of opportunities to put it into practice and tweak from there. Right. Well, like, I mean, here's the thing: like, say, I need to know more about mono laning, right? Does mono laning yeah. just beat these decks in Swiss every time, or did Andy yeah. have a one of? Like, we uh-huh. don't know. We don't have the information. You know how many tournaments with somebody running mono laning that I've watched like that is one. You know, it's just like uh-huh. it's it's really tough when we don't have the information and we all get stuck in the echo chamber because the community is small. And uh-huh. there are, it's not that there aren't truths to some of these things, obviously. Um, yeah. But what I think is interesting is when people say things to me like, you know, oh, this is a pro- how could they? What, what stupid designers? I'm like, right. okay, hold on, guys. Let's look at how, on one hand, we all play this game because we all agree this is a really, really well designed game where they've thought out a lot of these mechanics really well, clearly, right? 
And a lot of decisions are deliberate. And look, let's all, I mean, hey, we all like to complain. I love complaining about Square Enix, but let's pull our head out of our ass for a second. These people, it's their job to design this card game, and they're better at designing a card game than I will ever be, okay? 100%. I give them a lot of credit for really well-designed stuff. So while I don't agree with some stuff, I also know that there's information they have I don't have. I mean, there's even data they know, like, they probably know good cards we don't think are good. You know, they have data we don't have kind of stuff. And when people say stuff and they don't think that like Marsh Ritz and BFA being put in the same friggin' set, and it's like there's people are like, oh well, players find unintended interactions all the time. There's nothing unintended about these cards. They're put yeah, in the they same the set. They were doing. They're put in the yeah. same set. They're literally like the Marsh and the Ritz are both full arts with you know guest art on them. They push yeah, the shit they, into they these cards. Fucking, are you kidding me? All, all they could have done is when you got them, just have fucking fireworks go off. Yeah, like like confetti in every pack with a Martian or Ritz in it. Well, like, like one of one of them should have been wearing a T-shirt that said "I'm with stupid." Yeah, because like, that like they're just together. <laughs> Come on, you know. I mean, yeah, these cards are incredibly powerful, and there aren't a lot of good reasons for somebody who doesn't want to put you know, or, or just I, that's not even right to say. There aren't a lot of good reasons to not play them. Period. Yeah. Because you haven't seen a reason not to. And, right. and John, I'm still a firm believer that if we would have had an actual season, that while I think people would be those forced would to deal been... with it, yeah, or we'd or well, right. we those... would have the surefire data for me to agree with people. Yes, but I also genuinely think that while this it may have been the most popular deck in the format, I don't think it would have won as much as people think it does. Because I mean, really, if you look at all the events that's happening. It's not really winning that much now when people play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sure lost twice last week to uh, the Super Agro. And maybe that's because, and again, put an asterisk by me saying that, because that might be because people don't want to play it right now because they're tired of it, they're Mm -hmm. bored of it. But I genuinely, genuinely think that if we had a full season, it would probably be the most played deck in a tournament. But I think it would have have a solid, like, day two rate or day two rate. But I don't think it would have... Like, I don't think it would have, like, a super high winning percentage. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think it, it would, yeah, it's definitely it going to get it you day two. It would definitely win. It'll win plenty it, of it, events, too, yeah. But good players but playing that be, deck, you know? Yep. Like, like yeah, Muhammad does really well on that deck, but I could take Muhammad and put him on half of the rogue decks people are playing, and he would do really well, too, you know? Uh-huh. We see people who think that just, you know, just like they like to say, complaining about the cards, oh, they're so good, oh, it's just, eat. it's dumb, you don't even have to think about it. It's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, maybe win some events with it. I haven't seen that be happening. Uh-huh. I see the good players performing well with the strong deck, and right. the good players with, like, all these cards are good, and, and we said this earlier ourselves, uh, this is pretty much going to be the, the end of me talking about this here, but we uh-huh. said that um, this is the thing that's, like, it's it's more consistently, it's, like, more obviously easy for like how to be good with this deck right like the deck is straightforward it's not Uh difficult but sequencing and stuff is important and sequencing is something that all good players are really good at right but it's like there are more complicated decks that are higher risk but higher reward Uh and those can be the safer decks and it's crazy to say the word safe with a deck like the martial arts bfa but that's exactly what it is it's a very safe pick it's a very and safe the, deck. A, the, a lot of the cards kind of play themselves there's right. no the sequencing is there but that's what separates the chaff from the wheat that's what separates a player who just net decked matiski's list versus someone like matiski playing it or someone like sam tool playing it, or like muhammad you know these these seasoned you know world's quality players 
Right, and playing I think that if you have that level of sequencing, me playing it, you know. Yeah, I think that if you practice the sequencing with your deck and and are really a master of it with things like JFG or JFG, JG oh, Fitness, <laughs> JFG, JFG Jonathan Effin Gordon, JFG, right. um, playing his. Can we get that T-shirt made. Yeah, playing his Water Lightning deck. Uh, he knows exactly what he wants in what order because he's done it a hundred times. He knows that deck yep. inside and out. I think I see a lot of. Hey, I really want. I wish Martian Ritz wasn't so good. I want to play something that's other than that, that's good enough to beat it. And then people play like Rogue Deck X and they go, I am so upset. I couldn't beat it. It's too good. It's well, like, and the, and well, you the, need the to spend a lot there. more time on Rogue Deck X, buddy, because well, other players aren't putting in the time for you like we are well, with these other decks. And also, too, like the big thing is I, I get people, you know, in a card game, especially something like Final Fantasy, where people have attachments to certain characters and certain cards. Like that's, I mean, that's metagame 101. If you want to play something that's not the top deck, you need to make fucking sure you have answers for the top deck in the format or top decks. Mm-hmm. You can't just come in with 60 cards of fucking bullshit. You can't be playing the whole Yokohama Flim Flam <laughs> and, and, get ma- and get mad at the cards that are good when you're not preparing for those yeah. cards. Also, to be fair, like preparing for those cards doesn't mean like, oh, Kadaj is a thing. So I put a Fenrir in my deck. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I mean, their deck's built around finding the Kadaj and playing it. Mm-hmm. Are you built around finding Fenrir and holding onto it? Like, you know, yep. so so it's like, yes, you're increasing your odds against that deck, but you're still trying at its core to not, you're not trying to sacrifice a part of your deck construction. You're not trying to pay a deck construction cost for mm-hmm. the toll that this other deck's demanding of you. And that's when people mm-hmm. say you have to respect it. And yeah, the BFA, Marsh, Ritz, Kadaj demand respect. Because mm-hmm. they are they're... extremely strong cards, mm-hmm. but like yep, but if they're you not respect them, right? If you do dedicate those slots, uh, we see effective measures taken against them. Mm-hmm. Things like aggro works very well against the deck, um, yep. especially with a, a game plan to push the last couple points through the big walls like BFA. And yep. we see that's exactly what Mono Lightning has, especially the way that Andy had it built. And mm-hmm. um, and we've seen other players now playing that lightning list right immediately in the locals and that's what happens man somebody just has to show you the way you know this is another viable option it doesn't let's take a look uh you know what we can kind of close with this you know people are you know talking about marsh ritz and bfa like you know mono lightning is a perfect example that deck has answers but it also didn't sacrifice deck construction for those answers like the deck still runs very smoothly Mm -hmm. um you know a deck like fire ice you know you look at my list you look at sydney's list you know, a card that does very well against those cards that is, you know, it was an old staple and now it disappeared. Now it's back again. Old fucking Opus 2 Vein. Guess mm-hmm. what? BFA ain't shit when he can't get up. Yeah. You hold, he you can't hold get on it up. Vein. He's got ED. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can go on for days on that one. But, <laughs> but like, but like real talk, like they play their BFA and normally you're like, oh shit, I don't have an answer for this. Oh yeah, here's Vein. Now you have to deal with my card. Yeah. Because now your Ritz isn't getting up. Because now I'm not worried about your Ritz, because you know, or your Marsh. Because you know, we've talked about this before. You know, Marsh when he attacks, he becomes kind of pseudo unblockable because you don't want to kill him. Because then you're playing another Marsh Ritz. Yeah. But if if Marsh and Marsh BFA, Cloud BFA nail. Yeah. If none of those guys sideways. can stand up, because fucking Vane, who has always been, you know, until like like during like the early days of Fire Ice, like the Category Six Fire Ice, Vane was like a staple, like a mm-hmm. two of. 
I didn't leave home without two of them. Yeah. Then he just kind of disappeared because people weren't really playing these big bodies. And there's and other now, exciting sudden, cards. I get it. You want to play right. the exciting card that does your exciting thing when you wanted to, not the card right. that stops your opponent from doing their exciting thing. Right. And also, too, like your clouds, your nails. Yeah. You could still target them and dull freeze them with Laswell, with excuse me, Snow and Glacio with no fear of any kind of repercussions. You mm-hmm. can't do that with BFA. So what's a card in that deck that lets me do that without any repercussions? Oh, fucking Vayne. An, a card from fucking 10 sets ago that was always a staple then just kind of fell out of favor and now there's no reason to not play at least two in the list anymore. Yeah, it's just those universal effects that are made for exactly this problem. They were like, hey, what happens yes. if somebody is just like the wall is too big. Like they were able to just play too many expensive things. You know, yeah. what what's the counterplay? Oh, Vane. Yeah. Renoa. Absolutely. Yep. I, you have so many options. Ice had the same counterplay in that set for, you know, it was like exactly the same thing. It was Golbez's yeah. answers, really. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then um, you know, when you talk about that deck, mono lightning, and then like the mono fire like Ifrit list is still good. Yeah, you're playing Marshritz BFA in that list. But it's a very different list. You're playing a control deck. That deck, you know, you're not playing forwards on the board. Let them search. Let them yeah. draw their cards. Let them do all their shit. You're like, Ifrita, Ifrit, I just nuked your whole board. Cool. And you're, like, you know, we've seen like the, the the BFA decks versus the Ifrit decks, like, you know, because you can answer that deck can answer Kadaj very easily. Mm-hmm. You have a fucking nuke on demand for Kadaj, and then when like you know you neutralize their BFA because you can just target that guy at will because your chances are you're not really going to have any forwards on the board. Right. And then when you do, you've already neutralized their BFA, then you're just like, all right, well, here's my BFA, Marsh Ritz, I win. Marsh Ritz, I win. Yeah. yeah. So there are there are decks off the beaten path that are still, that are good, that can handle these decks. Like, I still think, you know, you, you see people from time to time playing Rampair lists, which are still fine. Yeah, um, I really like the versions people... that have like Bear Steel or like those yeah. decks that are playing the like, crazy high count, high number uh-huh. of guys. Yeah, or, like the three color Agrius list. Yeah. Um, like the, the Chocobo Joe Earth Wind FF7 deck that never got any worse that he stopped playing because he was tired of winning with it without being checked. Yeah, yeah like, uh-huh. um, yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about this. Please look forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. We will be talking yeah, there's more about There's a lot this to unpack there. So, what we're just trying to say here is just kind of a precursor to that. Our Opus Don't, 11 retrospective episode. I think. Yeah, like Opus 11, there was still there was a lot to unpack. Yes, the good cards were good, but because there wasn't a lot of data and there wasn't anything, there was no reason to dig for gold. Like if you can't if you can't cash the gold into the old prospector, like why the why the fuck are you digging? Yeah, exactly. You dig for gold to get rich. If there's if you can't get rich, then Even why are when you, you digging? are digging? Like you're not digging. You're not trying as hard. You're not, you know, doing it. it you're, it's not even as easy for you to dig because it's, there's less places to dig. Yeah. You know, exactly. you're using worse tools than you yeah. used to. Um, there's a lot more that goes into It's basically, it's so much more complicated than them just making three cards that ruin the game. You know, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. What, which, which is more likely, right? That there's work mm-hmm. that is hard to do that we didn't do. Or that, you know, th- this is it. It's, yeah, it's, this it's, isn't it's, magic. They're not printing busted shit I don't all know. the time. I mean, they do, know? right, obviously sometimes. I don't ever want anybody to walk away from this and think that I don't think those cards are good. But, um, I mean, I, they're I, great. I, I sit down every week and reason. play against a, a friend of mine and, and beat them beat all the time. So, 
Yeah. You know, it's a uh, not that he doesn't win, but you know, it's not it's not the boogeyman, Chris. I've met the boogeyman. No, it's, it's definitely not. And he's yeah. uh, he's he's actually a pretty nice guy, but he's yeah. Well, and and I think we've seen a lot worse in this game than fucking Marshrit's BFA. You know, a lot of these people mm-hmm. are like new faces. They weren't around during like the Turbo days. Turbo and Dottaluma was very frustrating. Yeah, back. the, the Dottaluma bullshit. I didn't they, have a problem, but people the, sure did. You know. Well. Yeah, and they didn't see the you know the that Earth the sorry the the Wind Water deck that. You know, that JFB oh. and those guy with Riku, the fucking Riku. I had deck. a problem with Famfrit. That was a card I did not yeah. like for a while. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, again, even then I was like, okay, I have to maybe start dedicating some spots in my deck as much as I don't yeah. want to, to not being as bad against Famfrit. Yeah. You know? And that's digging for gold one on one. If you want exactly. to have tech answers in there, you got to make sure that you're not, you're not going fucking crazy. Like, again, it goes back to, you know, the, the, the most, the, the example I'm most familiar with right now is Vayne. Because yeah. Vayne, Vayne is a card that slot that fits right into the deck. He goes on, it goes along with the game plan, and he lets your deck do what it wants to do without fear of these big bodies stopping you. He lets you do your exciting stuff. He lets you do your, you know, your locked double discards with no fear. Um, right, which is another thing. You know, again, going back to Fire Ice, like lock is most likely going to be online, making you discard two on turn three mm-hmm. most of the time, and you know that's an, if that deck can stop you from. You don't have enough CP to play BFA. You don't have to fucking worry about it. But if that doesn't happen, you have Vayne as your kind of your failsafe. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll uh, we'll be talking a lot more about. Yeah, I can, I can about, talk about this right, subject exactly. for a, a oh, trust while. Me. I mean, hey, we're coming into the two hour mark, guys. So you're welcome for giving. <laughs> we gave you the the big dose, a big yeah. heap in helping. We have a lot to talk about next week, and I know or next cast rather is what we're trying to do a two week schedule. Yeah, we're trying to get I, back onto every two weeks for you guys. We want to make sure when Opus 12 comes out, you guys are fucking geared up and ready to go. I know there's going to be a lot of spoilers for next cast, and so we're going to oh, be yeah. very much in Opus 12 mode. I also know that yep. they said this time they are going to release the full set before pre-release day, which is good. They should be doing that because you know, yeah. we're, people are just leaking the whole thing out anyway. Like, just please, just, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll have a lot more to talk about. So it'll be an Opus 11 retrospective. We'll have a guest, Travis Pfeiffer, probably, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a friend of the cast. Happy to have him on. Yep. We'll have our people call his people. That's right. And then we will be uh, we'll be getting ready for Opus 12, Chris. Yeah, I'm excited. Probably we'll have an event to announce these, uh, next uh, next cast as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep an eye out on the live events, make sure they're safe. Um, you know, we'll talk about those as they get closer. So, yeah, well, I mean, as always, thanks for listening. I, I'm spent. Oh, that, that was the last thing. Yeah, the last thing for us is just tune in uh, October first. The returners will have a surprise for you. Yeah. So keep, keep your eyes on our uh, our spaces, our Facebook, our pages. Yeah. We have a uh, we will have our spoiler for Opus Twelve to get to yep. share with you guys. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, th- I think everybody here is excited about it. It's something. It's very fitting. It's uh, it's going to be a tasty morsel, Chris. It is, in fact. It makes me want to. Makes me want to just go put on a bib. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> That's it for us That's tonight, right. guys. We'll see you next time. Toodles. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. Is it grumpy old man hour? Is that now? Hey, hey, no, well, John, welcome to your thirties. It's, it's all downhill from here. Is the podcast now just two grumpy old men? That's, that's what it is. RVA grumps coming back hot. Oh no! <laughs> yes.
Can we put? Can we, we need we need to commission a new logo? Just take the mog on the motorcycle and just give him a fucking beard and like I don't know, just, and just take the take him off the motorcycle and put him on a mobility scooter. <laughs>